You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, everybody. It is Thursday night. That is right. You heard me right. Thursday night, November 3rd. My God, I can't even believe it's November. I don't even know where the hell this year is going. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, DJ. Got four of us on deck here tonight. I'm going to go around the room and introduce this cast of characters. I'm going to start off with a man hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine. A man destined to go through a barbershop window, Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Jason, how are you, sir? Friends, good to be back. Glad to have you, man, as always. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, the minister of truth, the deacon of data, the father of facts and figures, the shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, the man with the golden shovel, and I have no doubt that shovel is going to put in some time tonight. Mr. Rob, how you doing, sir? All right, I'm back from behind enemy lines, and we'll get to that later. We are going to talk about that here in just a few, because last but not least, I want to introduce a very special guest, a guy I've been trying to hook up with here for a little bit. I've been a guest host on his podcast many, many times. The commissioner of this great United States of America, the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny, Mr. P.C. Tunney. Welcome to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, sir. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, hoy, ahoy, chips, ahoy. Uh, it's great to be on with you, gentlemen. Um, like you said, DJ, you and I and, and Rob and I have worked together for a while, and uh, but it's great to get on here with Jason, and uh, we'll have to just keep uh, keep the ball rolling here with all the glorious things that we do together. Absolutely. And, and gentlemen, Tony is one of the bosses here at the Chairshot <laughs> Radio Network, so look, I, I need to set the ground rules off right off the bat. There's not going to be any fucking swearing tonight. Oh, shit. Jason, you are prohibited from getting high. And Rob, you're absolutely banned, absolutely banned from burying any talent on air tonight. Hold on, hold on. I think Rob gets a bad reputation with that golden shovel. You guys know me. I run a very tight ship here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. We are going to keep everything high and tight for the boss. I have laid down the law. That's what we're doing tonight. 
in the biz in the biz they call that they call that a tease bad reputation you know (laughs) two things two things one jason i'd be a hypocrite if i made that rule on you um and two and two greg greg's the boss yeah yeah absolutely greg's the guy that signs the checks a little bit of kayfabe there for you again my first one's still in the mail he tells me yeah he is a so Tonight, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I went to an NXT show over the weekend. Rob crossed enemy lines like he told you just a couple of minutes ago and went to AEW Dynamite. And we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel coming up this Saturday. Premium live event slash pay-per-view. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But I want to tell a quick story. Um, Speaking of the NXT show, I was on Friday night uh, recording with our guest, Mr. Tunney, and co-host Rob. He invited us on. We were sitting there. I was supposed to go to an NXT show on Saturday and I'm sitting there. I'm like, got my thing. My tickets are already paid for. I'm waiting to talk to my buddies. We're rocking along doing the DWI podcast thing. And we were talking at the time, uh, we were talking some CM Punk and look down at my phone. My phone starts ringing. I look at my buddy, Brian. I'm like, this was on Friday night, mind you. The show's on Saturday. Brian's calling me. Brian never calls me. He'll text me because Brian don't talk on the phone. So I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, what's Brian calling me for, man? That show's not until tomorrow. Is that show tonight? So this is at what? 7.15 or so. And the show starts at 7.30. And I'm like in pretty much my pajamas. Tina's in her pajamas, my girlfriend. So I, I, I text him back. I'm like, dude, I'm recording a podcast. What's up? He's like, um, we're at the show. I'm like, fuck, is that tonight? <laughs> He said, yep, so I had to cut myself short from the DWI podcast, haul ass over to the NXT show. We made it there about three minutes before the first match. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I thought it was absolutely hilarious that I, I – but to be fair to me, I talked to my friend Brian. He's like, well, originally the show was on Saturday, but they changed the date. And I'm like, motherfucker, you couldn't tell me? <laughs> How come nobody told me that the date had changed? If he'd have told you, you wouldn't have that great oh. story. Exactly. There is that. There is that. As it was, it sounds. So did like that you... make the? Oh, is you you know making wily coyote noises and getting out of there? Did that make the final cut cut of the podcast? It did. Oh, I don't. I don't edit anymore. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you get is what you get. It just goes. Up I there. mean, unless something egregious happens. I mean, it's it's been almost a decade now, and it's like, all right, guys, it let's just let's just let it fly. <laughs> and that's how I run. I don't think I've, I, there may have been, there's one thing in the two and a half years since I've been doing this that I cut out. I, I made an ill-timed Vince McMahon penis joke about a month or so ago. And I, I went ahead and just took the, cut the audio out of that part. And, and it's literally, you, you, it's a blink the, and miss it. The best part was you could, you could see the regret on his face as soon as he said it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, that is not making the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to go back and listen to a show where all that shit made the cut, go back and listen to Pot is War when me and Christopher Platt and Andrew Belaz worked together for about three and a half years. I mean, that show, I was the one telling them to tone it down, and that's pretty rare. Wow, that's a combustible <laughs> mix just with those two guys yeah. alone. Oh yeah, those they they made great podcasting the two of them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, well, we've had AJ on here before. I keep trying to get uh, Platt on here, but I need to reach out to him directly and see if we can get him on here one night because oh. I'd say he's he got a hell of a mind. But that was yeah, that was AJ's brother Andrew, his older oh, brother. And, oh, okay, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. That's right. Andrew does all the um, TNA, I believe, and um, 
uh, Ring of, or not a lot of New Japan, and he does the Judgmental album reviews. He's actually the he's the chief editor on the writing side. He's the writing guy. Oh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, cool. all right. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about the NXT show. I'm gonna start off. Um, Tony, have you ever been to an NXT show? I have not. I I've gotten old, and I'm the guy who likes to sit in his recliner where the bathroom's next to me, and the t- my three TVs are in front of me, and DP goes to shows, so so that works out great because we yeah. usually never don't podcast together. So it's like, yo, he, you know, he's gone to AEW, NXT, he'll take the drive, but uh, I've never been to an NXT show. I, I gotta say, man, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we went to one. We were going to them kind of regularly before the pandemic, and then obviously. Everything shut down. The nice thing is, is the it's at the Melbourne Auditorium, which is literally a 15 minute drive away from here with traffic. Um, <clears throat> so it's a it's close by. Tickets are 10 bucks, 20 if you want ringside. Perfectly good seats. This this little venue seats maybe 300. So even if you just want to spend 10 bucks, you've got great seats. You're literally right there on the ring. It's it's awesome. It's a nice intimate little atmosphere. And the last few times we've been, the matches were really good. And, and actually, the time before last, all the matches were good to great. And Carmelo Hayes and Axiom had, for me, honestly, and, I, and I, this is no hyperbole, it, it easily could rank in one of my top five matches of the year. And this was a house show. It was that good. Like, they tore the house down. Um, this week was not quite as good a show from a pure wrestling standpoint, but from an entertainment standpoint, you couldn't beat it. They started the whole show with a women's Halloween Royal Rumble-esque type thing. And it was like everybody was dressed up in costume. And it was the, the winner got a title shot against Mandy Rose on the main event. <clears throat> so that's that. And it was kind of an abridged version of the Royal Rumble because I think they were coming out like every 15 to 30 seconds or something like that. And it was pretty cool because it got some some girls that you don't normally see on TV. It got them some time out there. Um, definitely, obviously, your, a lot of your TV stars were on there. But it was just it was just good fun. It was good sports entertainment, as we like to say. You had um, God Wendy Chu was the highlight of the night. She was dressed up in a big inflatable fat suit, and she was Yokozuna. Um, what's her <laughs> name? Zoe Stark came out as Triple H. She had the vest. She did the water gimmick. The whole thing. JC Jane was the Undertaker, and they actually did a little Triple H Undertaker standoff at the end. It was like they did all the they you know did all the spots and everything. Uh, what's her name? Lash Legend was a mighty fine looking cheetah girl. Um, <clears throat> what else? Who else was on there? Uh, that, uh, Gigi Dolan was you know Chucky and just went full blown. Gigi Dolan was awesome. We were roaring because the Yokozuna spots with Wendy Chu were great. Because she did all the spots, she did the bonsai drop. It, it was just incredible. The whole the whole thing was just really fun. We were just sitting so, there laughing our asses off. Wait, was she was she in like one of those inflatable like sumo outfits yeah. or something? It was like a big that inflatable sumo thing. Incredible, and right. I, and of all the people to put in that thing, perfect. You couldn't do better than her. She did. She hit it out of the park. It was great. Um, the girl that ended up winning the match was Thea from um, Chase U. So oh, she ended up oh, oh. going against Mandy Rose in the main event. I don't think I need to spoil anybody by telling you how that one went down. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, a couple of highlights of that match. Uh, like I said, Lash Legend was one of the final four. And actually, I think it came down to her and Thea. She was one of the final two. Um, there you go. Looked really good out there. 
Um, Carmelo Hayes had a pretty good match with uh, this guy's name's Javier. Was it Javier? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Carmelo Hayes had a match with Andre Chase. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was interesting because they they'll do like an hour, hour and a half, and then they'll have like an intermission. So there's like the main event before the intermission. And then they'll do the second half, and then they'll have the main event of the whole show. And Carmelo and Andre were the main event before the intermission. Uh, match was good. wasn't quite as good as the one with Axiom, but it was still pretty fun for a you know a mid card main event type of thing. Um, that tag team. There was a couple matches that just didn't really hit with me because I didn't know any of the competitors on the opposite side. Then I'm trying to think of what else happened. They they had a little these. They had. Uh, Odyssey Jones wrestled this guy named Javier, uh, big body something or another was the guy's gimmick, but Odyssey Jones fairly well beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Later on, this guy Javier came out, cut a little promo, and Braun Breaker came out and speared him and then introduced the ladies' main event. So we got some Braun Breaker. He didn't wrestle, but he came out and, you know, popped the crowd. That dude's over his fucking Melbourne, Florida, let me tell you. Oh, nice. I bet. They were they just were they were all over it for for Braun Breaker on on Saturday or Friday night. Um, <clears throat> beyond that, a couple other highlights. Um, Grayson Waller came out and cut a promo on our truth. We were kind of hoping Truth would show, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, all in all, man, for ten bucks, awesome, awesome, like well worth the well worth the money. Agreed. Absolutely. So let's move on, Mister Robert. Yes. Um, took his life into his own hands, given some of the stuff that we've talked about on this show in the past, and uh, yeah, went to went to uh, AEW Dynamite last night. So, Rob, why don't you take the wheel here and tell us a little bit about your experience there? All right. Well, overall, it was it was a fun time. Uh, the arena is actually where I went to college at UMBC, and so it's not technically Baltimore the, City, the, but the, it call it Baltimore for all intents and purposes. And Baltimore's always been a good wrestling town. Uh, going back to you know the Crockett days back in the '80s, I've been to a bunch of shows in Baltimore, and I love going to wrestling in Baltimore. And the Ring of Honor's run a few shows at this arena also. And like, overall, it was a really fun time. Although apparently, I'm I had the luck of going to what apparently was like the worst episode of Dynamite all year, according to some of the reviews. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> um so uh going through <laughs> now um I was sitting near where John Moxley came out when he comes through the crowd. I was sitting near where he came out. That was really cool to see him come out through the crowd and uh, the uh, the AEW crowd loves that guy. It would it wouldn't surprise me if, if he stayed there for the duration because they love that guy there. Uh, he's already said he has no plans on going anywhere. I mean, look at uh, Renee's working there now, too. So Yeah. Yeah, as and, soon as uh, Renee got a job there, it's over. Writing was on the wall he, for him. Yeah. He's he's a lifer, and you know what? He'll be the first one and the first ballot, and he should be AEW Hall of Famer in, like, 20 years. Because you know they're going to copy that gimmick, too. Yeah. Well, look, Impact has a Hall of Fame, so shoot. I mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're a sports thing, you should. Yeah. And, um... Let me see another quick thing I could do before I get to the longer stuff here. Um, the acclaimed people, and you know, the little saying everyone loves the acclaimed, that's true. They were, I mean, they were crazy over in that building and they were like acclaimed t shirts and scissory t shirts all over the place. People had, did like, you scissor anybody? 
No, hell no. <laughs> that ain't, that, oh. that, that ain't me, Jack. Okay. It doesn't, I will say, it doesn't have quite the same zip as just, like, two sweeting a random stranger in the yeah. crowd. It's, but, it's, not, it's not the same, guys. No, we had but, a softball team that was uh, Team Camel Toe, and we would run around giving each other toes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was our early, early 20s. I was, it was something I ended up, yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> look, look, when I was in college, we had a couple of flag football teams. You know, like these nuts. And, oh, yeah, dude, I had a couple of beer pong team names that were absolutely egregious and can, and will probably get kicked off uh, chair shots. So we're going <laughs> to leave. But, um, anyway. Um, no, no, no. You got to spend some time listening to the DWI because he gets. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, gets no, those guys are, look, and look, we have ridiculed those people, those guys on this show. And. You got to give them credit. Look, they stuck with the gimmick. They they committed, and I mean, I still think it's a pretty corny thing, but they committed and they stuck with it, and it got over. And look, there are people in there with like big cardboard cutout scissors holding them up in the air. I mean, there's something to be said about consistent confidence getting over with people that know that you're confident in what you're doing, right? Like you can't really fool wrestling fans like that. That's what I've always said about any gimmick. If you lean all the way into it, the crowd will feel it. Like, if you're not feeling your gimmick, the crowd knows it. And a lot of times when something fails, it's not because it could be because it's a shitty gimmick. But you can take a shitty gimmick and put it over. And these guys, look, they they have committed 100% to this thing. And it has gotten over. And they were over. I mean, that building, man. So Were they the pop of the night? Uh, yeah, they did, man. They did. Um, yeah, I mean. Okay, so that, they were the pop of the night. Wow. That place went, place went crazy for them, man. <clears throat> Not for Jarrett? Oh, well, that, that, I'm going to get to that because I take that. I need to talk a little bit longer about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, Jesus um, Christ. And then uh, what, what other quick stuff did I get to? Um, Chris Jericho was over. People were singing. The whole building was singing the Judas song when he came out there. Don't, don't let anybody tell you y'all that Chris Jericho is finished. He ain't. Um, nah, Chris Jericho as a gimmick still has a ton of gas in the tank. Yes. Hey, he's got uh, one more WrestleMania left in him. He does. He does. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Regardless of what he says, he'll come back around for the victory tour. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he will. And um, and uh, you know, Jade Jade Cargill is Goldberg, and uh, in every way imaginable. Um. Because she had her match was basically a squash against Marina Shafir, and um, yeah. it, it honestly it it looks at this point like they just decided that she's going to be Goldberg. Yeah, uh, well, didn't we she, talk about that one time on this show that we thought that's the route they ought to be taking with her? Yeah, yeah I believe I, mean, I, I believe we all said, yeah, look at her. <laughs> she's got an incredible look. Like, like she looks like a bazillion dollars. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. And basically, look, they they put her in the ring too early away. WWE Goldberg. In the ring. Yep. So now you just got to kind of they decided. It looks from all appearances, it looks like they just said, "I will fuck it. We're just gonna ride it." You know? I would love to see her ride out just, her contract, leave, go to WWE, and spend some time at the PC because I believe with the right type of training. Because I, I've listened to interviews with her and listened to her talk. Like she really, she's one of the ones ones that I think wants to listen. 
and yeah. takes the advice and takes the uh, takes the training. I think if she had the right tutelage, she could be one hell of a one hell of a talent. Yeah, and unfortunately, luckily, there's a guy on the shelf right now who has her phone number for when Hunter uh, wants to make that call. <laughs> um, it's just it seems like right now the only real chance she gets to train is like you know, the day of the show, you know, the ring is set up and right because. There've been a couple of videos of her floating around working with a uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, but right. again, that's just the day of the show when the ring is set up. Um, she could stand, yeah. I mean, if a few months at the PC and like three months on a house show loop working with like Natalia or something would do her. Yeah, and Natalia was shining her up like a new penny. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But it looks like, honestly, you know, they've decided that she's just she's going to be Goldberg, and you know, it is. I mean, I mean, for what it is, it's good. You know, hey, uh, yeah, it's working it's right. Better, it's one of the better things they're doing, actually. It really is. Yeah. When she squ- squashed Marina last night, I was like, "There you go. Now that's that's what I'm talking about." Because I mean, yeah, look at them side by side. Yeah, I know Marina's a real badass, but again, what are we watching, guys? We're not watching sports. We're watching Mortal Kombat. It, so. It's a visual medium, and in the visual medium, Jade whoops that ass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you got more, when you got more abs than Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's great. God bless. I need to stop. <laughs> and like, and you can't, you can't honestly, you got to see her in person to. Just how, how oh. large of a human being she is. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see her in person. I've yeah. talked about that on the show before, but if you've ever been to a wrestling show, like if you've never seen Miro or Rusev, whatever you want to call him, that dude is a human being, a, a, excuse me, a wrecking ball that suddenly gained sentience and decided to wrestle. Yeah. So I would imagine she is a, a similar titan. Yeah. Once you see her in real life, Lash Legends like that too. This was uh, this Friday like was that. my my first time seeing her like live, and she she's a specimen, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, let's see what else. Did you Samoa boo fake? Jones. Yeah, I was gonna say get to the. I want to get to the good stuff. Samoa Joe, please retire. <laughs> oh my god. That's I mean, so he, bad. He, he he was gassed as hell. He didn't, I mean, he didn't look as bad as he did in that NXT match against Cross when he was about to die. Yeah. But, I mean, he he was he was gassed. I mean, please, Joe. Tire Hunter's got a nice job for you over here here when you want to come back. I'm sure. Please, <laughs> please. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Come on over here and run run NXT for the next ten years with Sean and Hunter. Put him, and, yeah. put him back in the behind. Put him back uh, behind the commentary table. Yeah. Or, he was or, good on commentary, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, or make it. Yeah, I would. Or he can be regal. Pat, for, Pat for McAfee ain't going to be around forever. I know he's got a contract that keeps him in for a while, but at some point he's going to be done doing that. He's not going to be a lifer. No, oh, no eventually somebody's going to throw a huge bag at Pat McAfee, and that whole wrestling dream of his is going to yeah float away. A huge. Someone's going to th- throw a huge bag at him. He he already got his huge bag. Do you see what his he, podcast is resigned for? I mean, I I would imagine he's one of the one of the top. 10% talents on uh, for WWE as well. So he's getting, I mean, like he gets way more exposure for them than almost anybody on their roster right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, 
So now we get to we get the, the big the big <laughs> the big fun of the night. Rob, I love when Rob starts laughing before he says something. Oh, isn't it the best? It's 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 this it's the it's the noise he makes while he's polishing that shovel. <laughs> the, the opening match: Darby Allen and Jay Lethal, and they went. Now they didn't even have like a big opening show opening like they do for Raw. Uh, they just the show. It's just like okay, start it. Let's go. And it's kind of like, okay. Um, so they started the match. They did the match, and then you know the match ended. Jay Lethal has a couple of guys he comes out there with, and they you know, they did some stuff. And Jay won the match. And then all right, they started beating up Darby Allen. And oh, look, Darby Allen took some some really sick looking bumps. That dude is not going to make it to four. Um, he's not. At least not as a wrestler. Um, but all right, so they started beating it. You know, the beat down suit. And some, some guy and was dressed up like fake Sting and got in on the action. And then the, the fake Sting got unmasked. And it was some dude that nobody knew who the hell he is. <laughs> and people started even chanting, who are you? Who are you? Was it? Was it Jeff got Jeff got of biscuits? Is that who it was? <laughs> right, I don't know. Um, they said honestly, dude. They said his name like four times on commentary, and I couldn't tell you what it is right now. Simon so he wasn't even a, like a high profile indie talent. Simon got a hair. Who the hell this guy is? <clears throat> no, I th- I think he's like a C level member of whatever group. Uh, um, not Darby, the his opponent. Uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal. Yeah, I think he's like a C level. Be- Member of that guy's group. Yeah, because um, oh. yeah, and, um, that's going on, and then like Sting's video comes up on the big screen, so then the Jay Lethal and those guys they kind of get out of the ring, because so you think that Sting is coming to the rescue or whatever, and then but no, a guy comes in from behind with a guitar in hand. Elias. None other than <laughs> Double J Jeff Jarrett. God bless that man. And it, I mean, look, yes, look, look, uh, we got to have a special award for him, like Carney of the Year or something. Oh, that guy, that guy gets all the awards, man. (laughs) All of them. I think in this calendar year, he's worked everywhere. Well, he's also been on the first two episodes of Tales from the Territory as well. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's been i want to say he he got he checked the impact box earlier this year i think and he no, was obviously in gcw he impact wwe aew he was in the rumble wasn't he he's a slut he is oh yeah he's he an is. absolute whore for the business Pin me pay me baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now apparently he is like an actual contracted front office dude for aew yeah. Um, like director uh, of something, I forget what it was. Yeah. I mean, so, think about the history with that family and booking and things of that nature. It's 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 a pretty goddamn good hire. Yeah. Oh yeah. We said stuff. that on this show. You know, Jeff Jarrett is a tree you want to learn under. Yes. Obviously, the guy is still making money, and you know, it, but I follow um, Alex. If you're familiar with the name at all, Alex the Pug Porto. And he, he's like, you know, a lot of fans don't know exactly how much Jeff Jarrett has contributed to the business. So what that means, I don't know. Like I said, it's, I'm not privy to that, but obviously there's 
more that Jeff has done that, you know, we don't see behind I mean, the scenes. So, I mean, just looking at his career, he's that dude has been in a lot of rooms at a lot of interesting times. Yeah. Well, think so. about like growing up and the things he, he grew he, like. He didn't just grow up in it. He grew up in his dad and Waller, you know, yeah. making wrestling history in the in the mid south. Yeah, right. right. This is it, it. Yeah, he's a literal. He's just like Cody, you know. And so he he hits Darby with the guitar. Hits him hits him good too. Yeah. Um, and look, that man can swing a guitar. Okay. <laughs> good guy. Well, and, and if he thinks you can take it, he's gonna. He's going to yeah. swing for a homer. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, so then he cut the promo, and so he called out Sting, which means that sometime either in 2022 or 2023, we are going to get Sting versus Jeff Jarrett on a pay-per-view. That is some shit that does not need to happen in 2022, <laughs> man. I, oh, man. I like, what do you think? Is that a match that you're, you're clamoring to see in 2022? I wasn't clamoring for it in 92, okay? Like... <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I love Sting to death. Great character, great evolution, great fandom. But like him and Luger, name me their top five matches all time with they each all, other. They'll each other and Ric Flair. Yeah, and you can't and yeah. you can't use Ric Flair or Stan Hansen there. Now name one. Okay, <laughs> right. you know I'll tell you what. Sting and Muda had some bangers. Yeah, they did. That's a that's like that's the Asian Ric Flair. Don't start with me. Hold on, woo! Hold on, no, hold on, no. Yeah, we're gonna edit again today. No, I'm. Just, that's in there. That's in there. No, like, that's in there, Bubba. Flair. That's staying. That's in there. Just floating out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Choo -choo. I, I yeah. don't disagree with you. I'd, I'd say that uh, aside from the usual suspects, uh, Sting and Luger always had bangers. Yeah. Sting and Cody was great until it wasn't. I mean, Sting and uh, Seth was great until it wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was it just makes you wish you would have jumped sooner. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get Jeff Jarrett and Sting in a match <laughs> on a pay-per-view sometime in the future. That just uh, feels weird hearing that. I'm sure they wrestled in TNA a bunch of times, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I think they wrestled in TNA all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's just funny. Um, and um, I'm trying to think of anything. anything T else. Tony Khan pushing that young and up and coming talent. Oh uh, yep, you know it, right? <laughs> Tony, did Tony cut a promo? Oh, uh, well, he came out at the beginning to to welcome everybody, and he sounded like Michael Irvin on Mondays on first take. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. That's how that's how wired he was. <laughs> Oh man, did you see Michael Irvin with uh, Ryan Clark this past week? Oh my yes. God, they were, that was like lightning in a bottle, bro. They was just mm, <laughs> beating off each other, man. It was, I liked it actually; it was pretty good. Uh, oh, another thing. All right, so Chris Jericho had the open. He he's the of course he's the Ring of Honor champion. He had an open challenge, so he was going to beat any former Ring of Honor champion of any kind. And out came Colt Cabana. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which, of course, you know that, of course, that is <clears> the <throat> sign of all signs that Mr. Philip Jack Brooks will no longer be there, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Okay, so the bigger story to me, simply because I never... Colt Cabana was a fucking Ring of Honor world champion. 
No, he was a tag team champion. But with, oh, okay, with, so it was any champion of any kind. It didn't necessarily yeah, mean the correct. world champion. Because I like aside from before the podcast, I had no fucking clue who Colt Cabana was. Uh, well, because I missed. See, I didn't, the only thing I knew about him was him being friends with CM Punk. Do you want to hear a, a brief Colt Cabana story? Go for it. Sure. Okay, so I was working retail at the time, and our local big promotion is Bruce City Wrestling. Frankie the Thumper DeFalco runs it, and uh, yeah, I, I did. We do their pre-show, so I know all the guys and everything. And he's like, "These are the people that are going to be there, and we're having a fans bring the weapons match." So we're getting rid of some wooden mannequins. So <laughs> I sneak in a mannequin arm, like from shoulder all the way down through fingers. And what I do is it's it's fall, so I'm wearing a a, a zip up Mr. Rogers hoodie, right? So oh, I pull no. my I pull my right arm in, and I don't put it in the sleeve, and then I have the fake arm up with the fingers just barely dangling out but it's wood color so i'm just kind of hiding it and moving it back and forth like we don't me and dp we don't stand in line because i know frank from when i was a little kid and we do a lot of their pre-show stuff and it works both ways we help him out and i've been privileged enough to get to know a bunch of people through him so i get in like this right and i tell a couple of the guys i'm coming in with it and everything but i see colt cabana right away and he's sitting across the way and he's sitting at his merch table and he's signing before the show. And I go, fuck it. <laughs> I take that arm out. I put my arm through. I grab my arm and I'm holding it at the bottom and the hands way up here. And I walk up right in front of everybody. There's probably 20 people in his line and just standing around and everybody's getting ready for the show. And I yell really loud, Cole Cabana, high five. And I reach over and <laughs> he gives me this look like, he thinks he's about to be murdered in his sleep tonight. And <laughs> just kind of, then he looks over at this lady and, and he, he gives the eye roll and like the, uh, like the uh oh face. And he turns back and he looks up at me and sheepishly he raises his hand slowly and he, and he high fives the wooden mannequin hand and he pulls, pulls his hand back down very quickly. And I turned and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That's good right. shit, pal. Outstanding. Um, I, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so how how was the reaction in the building when the fifth impractical Joker walked out there? Um, it was you know, kind of, you know okay. Because at one point, you know, um, a few people chanted Cold and Sun. It wasn't anything remarkable. Honest. Um, the match was terrible, and. That guy has no business being. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I well, I don't know how good he ever was, but last night he was shit. Okay, he's getting old. He was pretty good back in his day. I mean, he's excellent on the indies. I've seen him more than a handful of times, but it, it's tough because his character doesn't always translate to television or a lot of the storylines the way they like to tell them on TV, in my opinion. So, am I a bit of an apologist because I kind of like have seen him a lot? Yes, but could he actually work when he was younger and still going? Hell yeah, he was he was pretty damn good.
Okay. Uh, now I'll give him that then. But um, yes, yeah, so that was um, other than that, um, well, main event was Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. And other, I mean, it it was fine. Like I said, Joe was gassed. It was all get out, and it ended with well, Joe won, and then Brian Cage has some guys. I think every match, and then every every match except for Jade's match has some type of run in, either during or after the match. <laughs> Last night, so these guys came in and they, you know, they they started beating, they started beating down Joe, and Wardlow came out and saved them. And then um, at the end, of Powerhouse Hobbs came out and just laid out Wardlow. And that is another very large human being, you know, a Powerhouse Hobbs. And it doesn't do it justice on TV either. Seeing him in person is like, damn. <laughs> okay. That's another guy I would like to see the PC get a hold of. Yeah, him and uh, Wardlow. Um, yeah. Wardlow would be great in WWE, and so would Hobbs, both of them. Well, Ward, Wardlow's pretty much got an open invitation any time he wants to finish out his contract there. But didn't he resign when he when he could have left? Uh, I don't know. I hope he did. <laughs> he didn't. I mean, yeah. But, I mean... Um... <clears throat> Who's the one whose wife was being real vocal on Twitter about him not being used? Was that Cage? Yeah, Brian Cage, yes. Brian Cage, okay. He's getting, he's getting used now. Now he's doing the old J-O-B. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your wife to stay off Twitter, Can't... sir. Hey, pin me, pay me. I mean, he, he got choked out real good. Payday is a payday, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, all in all, look, it, it was a fun time. Um, yeah, I guess you know, like it, it was a you know, what a particularly good show from a in-ring standpoint. Um, oh, and all the all the the the, um, the the AEW medical clearance people are at it again. Um, there was a triple threat match, and then Orange Cassidy won the match. He was the Atlantic champion or whatever. So he and um, he gets to have it, he by winning the match. He gets to have his dream opponents Friday at Rampage. So out comes Shibata from New Japan, and you know when he came out there, I was like, really? Because you know this is the guy. I remember Dave Meltzer said this is the guy who had his brain taken out of his head. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, he he legit had like a hematoma or something really terrible. Yeah. Probably just had. Yeah, he had. So apparently he's clearly wrestled by the AEW medical staff. Cause That's scary. He's the same medical staff that let Matt Hardy keep going after he splattered his head on the pavement. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. but to be fair, that's the it's the same medical staff that got. What's his name on the backboard a couple of weeks ago oh, when he was out? So they got they so hopefully we're in better hands now. Maybe they've changed that chain of command, but we yeah. I do have to put over put that over again because that yeah. went that was a win about as well as it could go. And if that's an indication of how their medical procedures are going to go or proceedings are going to go from here on out, aces, let's do it. Okay with it. Yeah. So, Rob, I yeah. got a question. You've been to like WWE live shows. Like, you went to what was it, Raw, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So, how from a, and you know how live, because live TV flows much differently than the house shows do. Yeah. Comparatively to Raw, how did the uh, the Dynamite show flow? When I talk about, I talk about like, all the working parts and pieces, going to commercial, 
changing things around for the next match, cleaning things up after whatever happened before. What was the flow like? Um, it, it flowed pretty well. There weren't a lot of there were not a lot of like dead spots or anything. Uh, the dynamite's only two hours, so it's not quite the same as Raw. Um, now they don't. Going to, have, going to Raw is a fucking pain in the ass. It man. can be, yeah. Um, is, now, yeah, it can be. There's some stuff that apparently was that made it to TV that they didn't put on the big screen in the building. Yeah. Because um, Rick Ross was there. And he was there for a little bit at the beginning, and then apparently he went backstage and did like some backstage promo thing or something, and they didn't show that on the screen. Yeah. Um. You know, there are a couple, and now they had those two tunnels that go to the back, and sometimes like some of the running or fighting outside happens. They were a little bit too close to the tunnels, and you couldn't really can. You know, I was on the opposite side of the entrance where I was sitting. Mm. If, they were too, if they were too close or too far back in the tunnel area, you know, you didn't really get a good look at what was going on with them. Rob, Rob, you were at a TV show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not a house show. Yeah. So they, they, don't, they don't give a shit what you can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and now the other thing is, now this, this building was not very big. And they were shooting off the pyro in there, and I was like, okay, y'all might not want to do that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like standing under one of those giant heaters that are held up by, like, two rods bolted into these ceiling with, the, like, those little things. Like, that fucker's going to fall on my head. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, die. Man. I'm going to die yeah. in, a, in, a, in a house fire here. <laughs> yeah, y'all are going to light this place on because then Jericho comes out. He has these big plumes of flame to go up in the air the, the, good, like, the good session guy comes by and rob's like i'll take five waters because <laughs> <laughs> look um no i was like look i was turning into my dad because my my mom and dad went on a couple of cruises before my dad was he was in the coast guard and so he's on the cruise ship counting the lifeboats <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these Pretty motherfuckers right. are going to get out of here quick. So what we need to do is head to the, you know, the port side of the ship and descend slowly. Don't rush yourself into the boat or anything. Otherwise, we'll never get the fuck out of here. But this is the one. They don't know about this one. This is where we'll go first. <laughs> right. uh, so look, when they started shooting off the pyro, yeah, I was turning into my dad like, okay, how high is the ceiling? In the <laughs> like, going up really high. Um, I'm, I'm Fire say, Marshal I'm, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Marshal Rob. <laughs> Who, who's the Who's the girl from the chess series on Netflix? Anya Taylor or something, where she could see the yeah. moves in her head. Well, Rob's doing the math in his head up against the ring post or something because he's got his math degree going. He's like dividing the formula of the wind and, and he's got the he's, his he's got the will hunting. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the will hunting formula going on. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But wait, Rob, what did you wear? Oh, no, I, I chicken. I was a coward. Boom! You suck! I was a coward. I wore, a, you... a ring, I wore my Ring of Honor t-shirt. Uh, about after the fact, I should have let him uh, borrow my American, my American Nightmare Cody Rhodes official t-shirt. I think that would have gone over real well. I was telling him to, you know, hey, we went for years while we were going to WWE shows and these dorks were showing up and, yeah, Bullet Club, huh? So damn right walk in there with the fucking Bloodline shirt and throw up a couple ones. Why not? <laughs> Live the gimmick, brother. Oh, I for- one more thing. I forgot. 
during the main event, um, you know, Samoa Joe and Cage, it, 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 at several points during the match, a you're not Usi chant broke out. <laughs> nice. Sami Zayn, the most entertaining professional uh, wrestler on the planet. Yeah. And can I tell you guys, I've watched that segment like three or four times. It's oh, my God. So I, good. I think it's funnier every time I see it. It does. Just because he got Jay. I mean, that we've been waiting for yeah. He's got number four, but not so blatantly on television. And that asshole, I mean, oh, right. Because Jay's trying to turn away from the camera. And that asshole, Roman Reigns. Right. Wraps it. No, come here, sir. <laughs> come here. No. You're going to be no, a part no, of this because we're all going to wait together. Because <laughs> right. we're, we're all corpse in here. So <laughs> you're going to be front and center, damn it. This, this, this segment is fucked, and you're fucked with it. Exactly. You're going down with the ship, young man. <laughs> I bet you they each owed Sammy 500 bucks because he broke them on fucking live TV. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll bet $2 to donuts that they have that kind of shit going on right now. Yeah. And Sammy the, walked guys through. Learning from him. Oh. Sammy walked through the curtain first and then just turned around with a handout. Like, yep, yeah, one, two, three, yep, keep paying, keep paying. <laughs> Great. And then, and then Solo, you only have to pay, Solo has to pay 300 bucks. He's still on the NXT contract, so. Yeah. He's he's still he's still cutting his teeth there. Oh man, but that yeah that that might be the best segment like all year. This was probably the best. Yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah. It was good because they all had a moment in it too. Yeah. I mean, it, just from watching Paul and then Roman's whole you know no 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 come back here turn around turn around. <laughs> Obviously, Jay was being amazing. Jimmy was being incredible. Like and Solo was like they were all just. They were all on fire, man. Yeah. They were all. What what I found was incredible was how they just because obviously you can tell in that moment when Jay says, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks, the look on Roman's face, you're like, Oh shit's about to get real. So there's a moment of tension. And then Sammy right. Zayn drops the singer and the right. whole thing falls apart. And they're like, Okay, we're just the, the way they transition from this being like a dead serious what did you just say? To a, you know what, this is what happened. Let's just run with it. Was was absolute brilliant on all on all counts there. Yeah, they're they're all very very good professional wrestlers because that yeah. was awesome. Yes, it was. So, but so Rob, you didn't burst into flames. That's good when you walk through the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hey, that's funny. Oh man, oh, yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. So that was the night at AEW Dynamite. And uh, hey, I got to give a, I didn't get a chance to hook up with them, but the guys from Three Count Thursday were all there also. Ah, boo. Too bad. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jim and the boys, man. I'm trying to get Jim back on here. Might shoot for Jim next week if I can get him on here. I already reached out to him. He was out here on a month or so ago. Might try to get him back. See, Rob, he doesn't believe in us anymore. That's why he keeps bringing in ringers. Yeah, I know. And I, and I ran into a friend of mine from college there also uh, who, the state trooper he was working at door. Oh, cool. There you go. Nice. So, Rob, would you go back? Um, to the same arena? Yes, it's 15 minutes from here. And yeah. I, it was a fun time, so yes. Yeah. I, I'm hit or miss. Like you said, Orlando's not really that far of a drive. It's, it's an hour to get to Orlando. I'm just... <clears throat> there were things about SmackDown that I enjoyed. Um, I, mostly, I enjoyed... Watching my daughter, 
because I took my daughter with me and it was her first, it wasn't her first wrestling show because we'd gone to a house show and some indie shows before, but it was her first TV taping. So there was the, the magic of, Hey, we might be on TV. And she's trying, she keeps watching the episode, trying to see if we see us. Um, so there, there's that, but in general, I think I would rather go to a house show because then we had my daughter on this, on this show, uh, the week after we went and at her first, she turned into one of those wrestling fans. She's like, there wasn't any wrestling. And she's like, where was the wrestling? She's like, they did all this stuff. And then there was like, I know TV show. This is what I tried to tell her. And so there was a lot of dead time because, you know, obviously they come out and then they cut the commercials. So you've got Liv Morgan just kind of hanging over there with Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, just kind of loitering around like, hey, what's up? And, you know, then all of a sudden, but like clockwork, man, as they get the countdown towards coming back off, she slides in the ring and she's right back in where she's supposed to be. It's it's the, the timing of it all is impeccable. But it's just really, it's a different feel and a different vibe from a, a, a live TV show to a, a house show. If you're taking kids under the age, if you're taking kids that aren't teenagers to a wrestling show, go to a house show. Yes. They, yes. They, they'll love it more. But if they really want to be seen on TV, guys, what do hunters, deer hunters wear in the woods so they don't get shot by other deer hunters? Orange. orange vests. Wear, just wear a shirt. Wear orange. Wear something yeah. orange. You will find yourself in the crowd wearing orange. Trust yeah. me. I've, I've, no, I've spent a lot of time trying to find myself in a Raw to SmackDown crowd. Because I'm an idiot. I wore a black shirt. I, I, I don't even remember what I wore. I think oh, I, I got to look cool. I, I wore my, <laughs> I had my Rhea Ripley shirt from her NXT days. Nice. Yeah. I was um, going to say 90% of my wrestling shirts that I would wear to a show are black. So yeah, I have a red Finn Bauer one and then like a red WrestleMania one. And that is it. Everything else is black. So I, I'm just like in this sea of black shirts and PC. Honestly, if this is, if this is a way you, if you're trying to trick me into buying a John Cena t-shirt, it will not work. John you need Cena a bright Cena. green John Cena shirt. Uh, you need. Just get a big, right. yeah, bright orange Peacemaker shirt. Then you, can, you <laughs> don't have to just so, be a John Cena fan. You could be a DC fan too as well. Uh, I, yeah, I lost what I was going to say. It wasn't important anyway. But that house, was, house shows are better, and they are. We've had yeah, that. My daughter, while she enjoyed the aspect of, hey, wow, we, we might be on TV. That was really cool. She had a better time at the house show that we went to uh, right before the pandemic. Then take them to a indie show, of local indie show, where there's less than 200 people at the show, and find out if they're really a wrestling fan because they'll either go ape shit or go that was fucking weird. No, so we did that one time did, about five thing. years ago. A lady friend of mine that I used to work with was dating a local indie wrestler, and the guy put on a show again ten minutes away at the Harley dealership, and <clears throat> I was going to work the show for him and do some camera stuff, and. So my girlfriend and I went to dinner with, you know, my friend Beth and this guy's name is Zach Monstar uh, on the Indies. Um, she was dating him at the time and we met them for dinner. You know, he and I talked a little bit of shop like, hey, you know, this is what I need. You know, he let me get in the ring and I you know, ran the ropes, took some bumps, things like that. He let, he let the old man climb in there and, you know, kind of get his get his feel for things again. I thought that was pretty cool. But my daughter loved it. She had a freaking blast and she ended up filming it somewhere on camera. I have, he was in the main event in like a hardcore because he's a, he's one of those, G, he would be a perfect fit in GCW like Zach Monstar would. He loves those light tube matches. And they, that was the type of match they had in the main event. And she was with the camera, a little handheld uh, Sony like handy cam. And she was literally like following the wrestlers because they went out into the crowd and everything. And she was right on top of it all. She got some incredible camera work and she had a blast. 
It was just a really nice. good time. Yeah, we've I, taken my I've taken my nephews to like some of our local shows. We took them to New England uh, Northeast Wrestling. Um, they had a big show over here, and now I for, I forget what even what his indie's name was, but uh, Jensen of Brooks and uh, had landed directly in his lap uh, during a match. So that was fun. Um, and yeah, he, he went absolutely nuts for it. Maybe this is like a, a, a what, what do you call it? Uh, the more you know kind of thing. This is, this is a public service announcement to TV only wrestling fans. If you actually stop and you're not, you're just a casual fan and you stop and watch wrestling every once in a while, get your internet. It's on computers now and find a local wrestling show. I guarantee you there's one within a half an hour and it won't be expensive and you'll have a great fucking time i guarantee it if you go in with the right mindset because it's just something you never experienced being that close right jason exactly i co-signed that wholeheartedly because i mean i've been to beyond show uh, beyond wrestling and beyond wrestling is kind of unique because most of the time they get let you get right up to the ring um so i was right up to the ring pounding on the actual boards when uh then donovan jijack now t-bar fought then uh, walter now gunta um and i was slapping the mat for that going back to dijack by the way he is going back to dijack they burnt the mask and and they also uh i think they put the uh changed the roster name on on the internet oh cool yeah see back to dijack yeah, he's NXT. They're bringing him back down in there. Oh, thank God. I'm I glad they went with Dijak because Dijakovic just was not rolling up, but that does not sell me a t-shirt. I called him Dijakovic. <laughs> Dijakovic. Bite your fucking tongue, man. No, I that, love that him, but Jason's, that was a stupid... That is Jason's that, that, is, that is my guy. That is I, my dude. Like, dude didn't I, you I reach out to him to be on the podcast not. one time and he said, look, I can't do that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, this at this Beyond show, uh, PC. I went up to him after, and because you know, he couldn't take any more indie dates, and there was a big mystery as to what he was up to. So I walked over to him with my toy NXT championship. I walked over. I was like, "Hey, can I get a picture with you in this?" Just a hunch, and he started laughing, and you know, he took the picture with us, and it was awesome. Um, and I mean, cause he, he went to school around here. He grew up around here. He, he went to college for like 30 minutes from here. He, he's a lo- local boy like you read about. Um, uh, and he's a damn good professional wrestler too. Oh, so. and, um, I agree. I'm a ring of honor guy, but sometimes some guys are hard to get a hold of an interview. Like, I mean, I literally have played softball for years with Braun Strowman's cousin. Oh, we've, we've DM'd. Did Dijak and I have actually DM'd a couple of times. That's just quick interaction. And I'm, stuff. And I'm uh, like, hey, bro, can you get your cousin to talk to me for five years? Yes. <laughs> no, there's uh, because, yeah, Dijak was just like, I'm shooting. I, I said, I'm shooting for the fences here. We just got picked up by, you know, chair shot, you know, blah, 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 blah. Hey, man, could you come on for an interview? And he's like, oh, sorry. All my interviews have to get vetted through WWE and all blah, 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 blah. They get there. It doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's fine i mean you shot your shot and what do they say you miss 100 percent of the shots you You, oh my god i i could we could sit here for the next three hours i could tell you the people that never responded to me that i fucking sent multiple emails or (laughs) messages and talked to personally and said no yeah but every now and then you get a really good one 
You get yeah. you get some really great people. I mean, I won't even. I, I'll just leave it there. Yeah, I, I've got a couple of indie ter- indie wrestlers that I may reach out to, and then there's you know I've got a direct line of communication because Alex Porto and I are kind of friends on Facebook, and I could reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in doing the show one time. Everything everything is an audience base booster, right? Like you know the three people that are going to listen to this show because of me one of them will keep listening so you're welcome that's one one person maybe <laughs> for hey, me yeah. but you know what you have an indie guy who's over and and people listen to that because they're going to the show and they figure out he's on something because everybody's looking at it and next thing you know you got 25 out of the 75 people that downloaded one show listening to you for the next couple of weeks how many yeah. can you hold on to you know what i'm saying yeah yeah well, I mean, I don't know what kind of audience retention we get, but that's, you know, that's absolutely a good point. And if you, you know, you bring on 25 and you keep five of them, you know, and it's five more people than we had the week before. Yeah. Think about, you know, you watch Shark Tank, uh, customer acquisition. Right? Yeah. All right. yep. Nobody wants to hear us uh, hear us talk about how to make a podcast. We're You're talk right. About Let's talk about Rob's math degree. Rob, can you run absolutely the final stages of your college? Never mind. I'm just, that's a, that's a carry on. I took a lot of classes that you people would not laugh one day in. I am one of you people. Let yep. me tell you something. I hate math. Oh, I love math. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah, no. I, you can go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Not a math guy. Oh, not me, man. I was a, I was a science and history buff. I math, I tune right out. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? I have, a, and this is a shoot. I have a great deal of pe- respect for people who get math, and to be honest, I'm kind of jealous. You know that it because some people are like that, man. They're just savant. Like they see equations, like okay, I understand all that, and they just breeze right through it. And me, I'm like, how the fuck did we get the alphabet in the numeric system? How did this happen? Sophie's choice yeah. moment. Sophie's choice moment for DJ. You ready? You can have Rob's math acumen. But you have to give him your beard. Oh, now nah, I can't. I can't part with the beard. <laughs> Sorry, kid. You're gonna die. I'm saving your mom. <laughs> Sorry, the beard. The beard has become a gimmick, my friend. Like I, I, this is this Jeez. is award winning. You know, it's it's award winning. It's officially award winning. And I, this year, I'm going for a two time award winner. Um, I mean, so I, I can't part with for the, the award, but huh? We're still looking. We're still looking for the award, but it's award winning. But you know what? Hold that thought. Hold oh, that God. thought. You gentlemen, hold down the fort. Jesus. Oh, All right, Rob. So what else did you uh, did you oh, enjoy? Okay. Well, actually, because uh, when That's... I got there, when I got there, it was yeah. at the end of when they were uh, filming Dark, and there were actually were a couple of guys from the local indie uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling basically doing job duty there to uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, I think it was Steve's. And um, oh, I recognized the two guys from Maryland Championship Wrestling. They were, you know, they were the job guys that night. And oh, people love Eddie Kingston too. I was gonna say, how over was Eddie Kingston, man? Oh, yeah, people love Eddie Kingston, man. What are you guys' opinions on Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston is one of the greatest professional wrestlers ever to, to grace the earth. All right, this bubble. Put this in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, it you. is an official drinking mug from the Brevard Renaissance Festival. Where I won not only the mug, but a free pub crawl for having the best groomed beard out of five other competitors. All right, well, all right. DJ, that noise I heard in the background sounded like you didn't 
Sounds like you might have stolen that from the store in the little. I feel like that's stolen. Award-winning beard. It's award-winning, G. There's the award. That's my. That's my award. That's my Mike Nelson to the exit, please. Mike Nelson to the exit. That's a retail to get the security to the exit. Yeah, let's get let's get security on this guy. Yeah. What's called loss prevention or whatever they call it. Yeah, loss prevention. LP, baby. Oh, All right, man. so now that we've fallen completely off the rails, I told you I run a very tight ship here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. So oh, we are- uh, Hang on, one last thing. PC, you kind of made a face, because I and I'm, I'm being a little facetious when I say that, you know, Eddie Kingston is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but he is a, certainly a, personally, he is, seems to be just a swell fella that everybody loves, and I mean... Maybe you have a different interaction because you're making a face. Anyway, I think he's great. But I, I go ahead. Him. I yeah, you can. I will always give you. You can look at me and tell me. Huh? Yeah, I, I'll tell you without saying anything how I feel about what you say. And that make you know that's that it's easy to read. You can get. You, we can do things like this. I think Eddie Kingston is amazing on the microphone. I think Eddie Kingston is great at telling a story. I wish Eddie Kingston would put down the food and do a few more fucking push-ups to suspend my disbelief. That's about it. That's all I have to say. Fair. You can come at me any fair. way you want. I, I, That's I, fair. I am, I am, like, I know who I am. I'm a WWE kid from the fucking mid to late 80s, and that's where my shit lies. Love WCW, absolutely enjoyed Ring of Honor, big-time respect for New Japan. TNA's been okay in spots can't stand aw i fucking tried i really tried but there's just things i don't like eddie kingston the guy does a good job at what he does i'll give him that 100 percent. i just his look kind of gets me for the spot he's in i know that that's shitty kind of opinion and i'm not sorry that's fine no that's totally okay you i mean like people got mad at fat thor and it's kind of the same thing so yeah, i yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily like the gut or whatever, but it's just like I I dis really disliked when Bray was looking pretty sloppy for a while and and you know the the mm. early red light kind of thing. I was like, man, this just looks bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I WWE just posted something recently. It was uh, from Elimination Chamber, and the final two were Braun and Roman, and Braun, who's a big dude, but he had a bit of the he had a bit of the breadbasket going on at the time and did not look nearly as fit. And like I said, we're talking about a, a damn near seven foot dude, you know, as compared to, to Eddie Kingston. But, you know, it's he's much more impressive now, now that he's tightened everything up. And I mean, just both be, of them are. And just to be fair, I'm not walking around with my shirt off anytime soon, but I'm not on TV either. So, right. Yep. Yeah. No, totally fair. And that's, you know, that's not something we should take take away from anybody's opinion. It's not necessarily, and of course, somebody will jump on, oh, you're body shaming. It's not it. You know, it, it's no. not body shaming. It is a a visual medium, and, and we run this line with pro wrestling between knowing what it is, okay, and understanding what it is, and still some of us, and maybe we're kind of the get off our, get off my lawn types, we still want to believe that the person we're watching on TV can can fight you know this is we're supposed so, to be simulating a fight and when i take when i i'll take it i'll take another quote unquote fat guy okay kevin owens 
when I line up Kevin Owens next to Eddie Kingston, I believe Kevin Owens will whoop your ass. Like, I believe it. You know, and I'm sure Eddie Kingston can probably whip some ass. You know, I have no doubts that the guy is is shoot tough. But when I when, visually, just strictly speaking, visual aesthetic, when I line the two of them up, I find Kevin Owens much more believable. And Kevin Owens isn't a body guy, you know, but when I line them up, I believe him more than I believe Eddie Kingston. So I understand where you're coming from, Tony. Suspension well, I mean, of disbelief. Let me put I mean, why do we have all these... Exactly. Why do we have all these scenes in like the dark night where he's getting ripped as hell in the, in that gulag or wherever he is. And, you know, and coming out of the the pit with a eight pack and, you know, huge ripped arms and everything like that. It's the same thing. They're playing a character on television. Their, their, their body is part of the character. And yes, people take that to extremes, which is not cool at all. Um, But yeah, it's part of the care. It's part of the whole package guys. It is. And um, look, all right. So Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston read for Thor. Who got Thor and who got Loki? Right, right. The, the really beefy, shredded, meaty guy got Thor. The lanky right. guy got Loki. The better actor also got the more intelligent part. Oh yeah. This too. This too. And that's the other one. That's also. I mean, you know, Tom Hiddleston looks. Like somebody who would play Loki, the clever trickster kind of dude. Right? I mean, yep. who do they get to yeah, play the riddle? I mean, it's just it's part of the. And that's not, that's not even part of his body. That's his eyes. Like his, yeah. his eyes look like a trickster. He looks like he's pulling a prank on you. Like, yeah, I mean, and that was brilliant casting because again, just like from the eyes, that's comic book Loki. Like when I read comics, that's oh, yeah. what I see of Loki. Yeah, and, I mean, it's like I mean Robert Downey Jr. looks exactly like somebody who would be Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. So before go. we jump into the bandwagon nerds lane, um... <laughs> jump in there. Who gives a shit? Fuck you, Patrick O'Dowd, you son of a bitch. You better watch it, motherfucker. Hey, Patrick, put on your fucking suggestion cup. Here one comes. Look, hey, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. Okay, you had me on once. I've been asking you to bring me on again, and you haven't done it. You clown. What are you doing uh, twenty uh, April of 24, Rob? Let me see April. if I can get you in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, April, hang on. April of 24, I know exactly what Rob's doing. Rob's going to WrestleMania in Philly. Right, Rob? That's right. And, and, and All right. Goddamn well, right. Uh, yes. In 26, I'll get I'll let get a hold of you and see what you're doing in 28. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, is that how Patrick gets uh, down? I, no, no. I'm just... I, we, <laughs> and i give each other shit that's great uh, but okay. that's not a that's i'm just a i'm just a i'm just a bad i'm just a sheep on that show i'm just part of the, <laughs> i mean i'm an ensemble i'm like horatio sands okay i just show up for work on sundays when he's solo sakoa in the bloodline he's happy to be I here don't, i don't i don't don't run everything i do <laughs> well, look, look. All right. Well, why don't we get in here and talk a little bit of Crown Jewel, a WWE premium live event from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Crown Jewel this weekend. Jason, I'm sure you've got the card pulled up because we talked about this earlier on in the show. I hope you do because I'm about to turn the reins over to you. Take over, sir. Well, luckily, I do have the card pulled up. So in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia... Um, in a few days, Saturday evening, we will be treated to the WWE Premium Live Event 
Crown Jewel. Uh, so I know half of the wrestling fans in the world aren't gonna watch, and I'm heavily uh, used. Right. I'm not gonna watch. Um, sure. So for those of us who are, um, as not just WWE and many many other businesses start going back to Saudi Arabia, um, we have a pretty stacked card as they usually do for these shows and kind of stuff that feels like, are we, are we really getting this? Is this, there's always on the Saudi cards. I feel like there's at least one match. that's like, really, this is happening. I didn't just dream this up. This is actually finally delivering and happening. Um, you know, Goldberg has had matches over there and things like that. But, uh, cause the card is in a weird order and the one I pulled up. So I'm going to go in my own order. Um, cause I don't think this is at all how it's going to play out on the show. Uh, so, but right off the rip, we had Bobby Lashley uh, drop that U.S. title surprisingly quick, I felt like. Uh, but we, it was only because they were lining up Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, a match that we have wanted to happen for a long time. Um, and I think I think this is going to deliver. Um so I just like I like the fact that it's happening and it's happening at a show that we're uh, a big show. It's not just going away to throw away event or something like that. Um, so they're going to make put all the spectacle behind Brock's entrance and Bobby's entrance is going to be amazing. So this match is going to rule. Um, I'm looking forward to men beating the ever living crap out of each other. And I expect. I hate, Brock Lesnar losing twice in a row would be. Or three times in a row, excuse me. It would be pretty crazy. I expect Brock to win here, but PC, what do you have on this one? Where do you put this on the card? Because it Come can't be... It can't, like, but, it, like, second to last, you're saying? This one opens the show, because yep. Brock's got to get home. Exactly. Maybe. Brock is not flying on the plane with anybody. Brock, Brock flies into Saudi from Iceland. Um, and, and, and if you're not last, you got to be first. I mean, this is a, this is an old school thing. Brock is favored to win this match. I think in Vegas, I don't see why they wouldn't favor him considering what you said. Is he going to really lose another match? But I think he is because I think we're going to see Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns here coming up once more time. I think Bobby's due a little bit of a rematch from Reigns and that's something to fill that gap. I would have loved for this been to the U for the U.S. title, but then you could look at it as being a bigger title than what Roman has. And I'll get to another equal situation where things might be changing because of a bloodline comparison. But Jason, you hit it on the head, man. Lashley and Lesnar. Let's Hunter. We know you're listening. Uh, just give them the time they need. Don't you know? It's all good. Yeah, let those pals cook. Uh, Rob, what do you got on these? Guys, well, all right, so Bobby won the match at the Royal, and right? Like you said, Brock losing to so I think Brock wins here, and you have the rubber match either at the Royal here, or if neither of them is occupied with the tribal chief in Hollywood, they could have the rubber match at WrestleMania. I could buy that, DJ. What do you got here? Uh, kind of on the same page, Rob is. Uh, Lesnar takes this one. Um, I the guy's first match. Obviously, Lashley got injured early on. He took one of those German suplexes, kind of high end, 
hurt himself. I think they called it audible, called that match quicker than they were prepared to. I think they're going to give these guys more time. I hope they give them more time to go out there and just tear the ha- just tear the house down. Um, Lesnar wins leading up to a third match, I believe, at the Royal Rumble, because I believe if they have nothing else on lockdown for Roman for WrestleMania next year, Lashley and Roman is the call for the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. Okay, I can definitely see a universe where that happens. All right, so next up on the card I have, uh, we have a uh, Bullet Club Light versus Bullet Cl- uh, Diet Bullet Club. We have the OC versus the Judgment Day. So we have on one side of the aisle, we have the original club, uh, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. And on the other side, we have the Judgment Day with uh, the former, another former leader of the Bullet Club, Finn Balor. We have Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio, along with Rhea Ripley, as uh, we all know. Uh, I think this is a logical place that if that uh, the OC is going to get a ringer to de- an equalizer to deal with Rhea Ripley, I feel like this is the place to do it. Um, because, you know, we've, we, we've gone from, you know, it's WWE, you know, we've gone from all the fans being mad that this show is happening, mad that they're taking money from Saudi Arabia, mad that women aren't on the card. Well, now we've had women's matches. Now we've had multiple women's matches, mad, and this will be just another man and a boo boo, stick your head and doo doo. We got some more chicks on the card. So... Um, I think this is the spot where the whoever the equalizer is, if it is going to happen, it's going to, to happen here. Uh, otherwise, then Reeves is going to keep cheating and keep kicking them in the nuts and keep winning. So I see no logical end to this other than that. Uh, so, yeah, I see the uh, OC finally picking up a win here. Let's wrap back around the other way. DJ, what do you got here? Well, this is a tough call. Um, I'm, I'm half inclined to believe and, and agree with you that you know, the the OC, fresh, you know, coming back, Carl. Yeah. Slow down, Deej. Gallows and Anderson are back. They haven't been back long. Are they going to take an L and a high-profile L this soon? I don't think so. But at the same time, are we really going to do the two steps forward, two steps back with Judgment Day? Like, you worked so hard to get these guys to a point where they're now credible, they're now a threat, they're now believable – and they're going to drop one to their first match with the OC. I'm going to go against the grain and say the Judgment Day wins this one by hook or by crook. Fair enough. Rob, what do you got? Okay, now I'm going to disagree with DJ a little bit because I think Judgment Day has gotten, I think they've gotten up enough until now where they can take a loss. So I think that happens here. Because again, this, this is and this is this is a six-man tag team match, and there's going to be shenanigans with Rhea Ripley. They get to cause her. Um, I think you know this is one of those cases where I think it's perfectly fine. Um, I'm guessing the neutralizer is going to be Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, that's going to be my guess. I mean, okay. So because look, it needs to be somebody big. And, you know, yeah. because Rhea Ripley's out here slamming Luke Gallagher, so, and, you know, this ain't, you know, it's got to be somebody who can pass the eye test and stare eye to eye and all that. 
um, and who could possibly throw around more Judgment Day people, right? Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that screams Raquel Rodriguez. Um, and I think, and, you know, if you're, and you're, you're going to reveal her as the neutralizer, so I think you don't do all of that and then lose. So I think uh, OC wins. All right. And PC, rounding out the group, what do you got on this one? I, boy, I don't know that we need to introduce a neutralizer for Rhea yet. I don't equalizer. Know the word is equalizer. Why is everyone using neutralizer? Because I think it makes things neutral, equal. Was, was the just... neutralizer somebody's finisher? Mindless yeah. wrestling podcast so. episode. Dot dot dot. The equalizer. Sure, okay. something like that. I'm kidding. I I don't know. I don't know um, if that's gonna happen. I think it would happen Monday. I don't know that they'd necessarily have this person come all the way out there for that. I think there might be another surprise this weekend. But um, I, it's funny. I think Hunter got the job that he has now, and he looked at AJ and Finn and was like, you guys can babysit yourselves, right? Okay, good. I'll let the writing crew know, and, and now this is what's going on. They're like, uh, we need Doc and Carl back. Okay, there you go. Uh, we want a feud against each other. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Just do Hunter said, do whatever you want. Uh, but I'm here for it. I think it's going to be good. I think I think the, the smart money is on Judgment Day winning here and getting the Nutra Equalizer on Monday Night Raw. Nutra Equalizer. <laughs> like it sounds like something you put in your coffee, right? Like Nutra Sweet. Yeah. A cream-based equalizer? I don't know. I don't know. Neutral equalizer might send me to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, Not man. mid-drink, please. Sorry. Not mid-drink. I got 20 in mid-drink. I got, <laughs> I got, I'm holding bubbles up to my fucking nose right now, you son of a biscuit. Right, oh, there we go. Uh, nice, nice little Coca-Cola up the nostril. That's always good. Good stuff. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, also Luke uh, Gallows and Anderson are awesome. I those are those are just they are just they're carnies, man. They're carnies. Oh, absolutely. And I love it. Luke Carl, like we will never go back there, bro. Okay, man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You came back for the Saudi check, but anyway, hey, paycheck's <laughs> paycheck's a paycheck, and I I can't I can't. Probably talk about legally the things that I would do for the amount of money they're going to make for that one show. But so I respect the hustle. Absolutely. We respect the hustle on this show. Uh, and speaking of hustle, there's just a guy who seems to be hustling. Uh, WWE, Vince McMahon, Triple H out of money uh, for just showing up and going, golly gee, here I am. Uh, and now he's got to drag Karrion Cross to a good match. So we have Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. I mean, I don't. What 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 are we doing here if Karrion wins? I mean, if Cross if Drew wins, um, unless there's some sort of, I don't know. I I feel like the internet wrestling community is not kind to Cross, and I see why. Um, well, uh, I mean, first off, it's because he's, you know, because of his politics. So we all know, we all know that colors how things go, and then we all go, we move from there. Um, but in any case, Cross and Drew, I look for this one to be Cross, because who won their last match? Cross, Cross did, Cross. right? 
Scarlet yeah. hit him. Scarlet hit Drew. Oh, that's mace. right. The mace or the perfume or the whatever it was. That's right. The arrogance. So, yeah. Arrogance. Where's the bell? Ring the bell. <laughs> yeah, fucking DP. He owns that fucking gimmick. No one else. Word of God. And no one can find a desk bell. No one can find a fucking desk bell because no one goes to a desk anymore. Right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wait, the arrogance? What did I, I miss something? Clearly. That was Rick the Model Martel. He had the big, the big, uh, the big spray thing, and he, he hit him with the arrogance. Okay. All right. In any case, I, I don't know. I don't know what to read of Karrion Cross because I feel like he does fine. He's a big lumbering dude in the ring, which is, I guess, whatever. But the the thing is all there. He's a Mortal Kombat villain. He speaks in riddles. He's a nonsense character. He's right up my alley. So I, I'm sorry that he voted for somebody that you don't like. I mean, you got to get get over yourselves at some point. Uh, but in any case, uh, I look for Karrion Cross to win this. Uh, Rob, let's start with you. What do you got here? Um, I, well, talked about Cross a lot. Talked about Scream. I don't, look, I don't mean, I don't think he's terrible. Just, I don't know. Like, um, he won the last, he, he won the match the Extreme Rules. So I think there's going to be some third match where Drew finally beats him. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, you're not going to go through the feud and then not win any matches. Right. Um, and this is a cage match. And I'll be perfectly honest, uh, this match is when I will probably schedule my food to get here. <laughs> okay. Look, this, <laughs> this match brought to you by Uber Eats. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll it's, when, uh, when I it's, when... uh, it's currently 1.30 p.m. Eastern as we're in the midst of Crown Jewel, and Rob has pizza showing up to the door. Yeah, um, Rob just officially called this a hot dog match. I mean, yeah. well, does Nathan's deliver? Look, 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 I'm, look. You know what? I'm, I'm just being honest. Okay, so look, when we do the recap show next week, and you ask me how what I thought of this match, I'm gonna give you my stock answer. Well, you know, I was kind of zoned out during this one. The pizza <laughs> was, the pizza was really good. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, but, um, I think. Drew wins, and then they do something to keep it going. Maybe Scarlet throws a fireball and hits him this time. <laughs> All right, we can see that. PC, what are your thoughts, my friend? I, some things are not for me, and other things are. Um, Karrion Cross is not for me. Drew McIntyre is. I love steel cage matches. I think this is going to be a really good match. I'm probably wrong about the Lashley thing. I, I would imagine maybe they give a tier... Uh, carrying across a, a test uh, main event here in December or January, uh, late, early, early February ish. Um, I don't know. It depends. What they got rid of day one. If you're talking about what pay per views we're doing, so we're gonna see. What are we gonna see here coming up as they revamp that? But yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a big believer in cross. I I guess I just repeated the same thing I started with. So it's probably time to move on from me. <laughs> No worries. All right. So that's everybody on hey, Drew. And, hey, no. Uh, no, you, no, no. No, you don't have any hair no, on the top of your head. I have a little. That's that's right. He's got a little. He's I, still I only took a little time. All right, DJ, do you want to share with the class? Not really. No, no. Fuck you. Move it on. No. Yeah, right. 
great yeah. job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're like, fuck you. And he's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not. I don't know what to say about Cross. I, I think Rob made this. Rob went on an epic rant about Cody Rhodes about six or eight months ago, and he basically called Cody Rhodes a uh, before-the-bell all-star. I'm starting to lean that way with Cross. I'm not feeling it. I, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're they're helping him out here. Mm-hmm. I watched SmackDown last week. If you're trying to make Cross out to be this killer thing, putting him in a 50-50 booking match against Riddick Moss is not the way to go. Um, I, I really question that he should have gone out there and destroyed Moss in a match. You're this close. You're you're literally on the home stretch to a cage match against, you know, one of your top stars, and he's out there barely hanging with Madcap Moss. I mean, I, I really questioned the, the booking on that. Um, and again, That's you nice. listen to the crowd. The crowd was dead. Like they popped for little things here and there when Madcap came out, but. I'm not seeing the response that I feel like we need from Cross for him to be as big a player as Triple H wants him to be. Um, I, I look for there to be a third match, so I think uh, Drew McIntyre is going to take this one in, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. There you go. All right. Well, and then in the vein of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, two gargantuan humans just going at it, uh, we have that again in the, this next match. We have Braun Strowman. Newly returned and somehow even bigger and scarier, Braun Strowman uh, versus Omos. Uh, I am, and Omos has got MVP on his side. I am not getting much out of the Omos experience at this point. Uh, I think he's perfectly fine and serviceable. Uh, but now that Braun's back, I mean, brother, you're on the clock. Um, it, it, like, I don't say that with any pleasure or whatever, just knowing how they operate over there. Um, and maybe I'm wrong because of Triple H, and if the guy has a happy career for there for 20 years, God bless you, pal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not getting much out of the almost experience, and I definitely look for uh, Braun Strowman to, to uh, win this one, and probably with a pretty impactful finish, knowing how they operate Saudi shows. Uh, Rob, let's start with you. Um, well, I think this is like a big test for almost. Oh, okay. How this match goes, a big tell. I think. See if he goes out there and if Braun just beats him, even if it's a competitive match or whatever, if he goes out there and if Braun just beats him, then yeah, I think he's definitely on the call. Um, I I don't think mm-hmm. he beats Braun. I don't think that's going to happen. So either Braun is going to win or they're going to have like a double count out kind of thing going. And so I'm, going to, I'm going to go with that because I think see how this match goes. Double count out finish. They'll have a, Sean and Hunter ever will have some conversations about almost. But okay. Um, see him through his contract and then well, or are we going to actually keep him around afterwards? And then we'll see what happens after that. So I'm going to go double count out here and then I mean, you could also even go the route of a disqualification via MVP. Yeah, something, some, some type of non-finish. And, and yep. then, yeah, then they'll have, you know, they're going to have some conversations about him and figure out what they want to do. 
but like you, I mean, the almost experience is kind of like, okay, you're at the point now where now you need turning some type of corner here. And if you're not, you know, again, it's, it's time to make the decision here. Um, and putting him in there with Braun, I mean, that's that's the test, right? I mean, because we've seen him squash people most of the time, whatever. But um, if they, you know, if he, if he's no good here, then yeah, it's time to start having some conversations. All right, gloom and doom so far. Uh, TJ, I'm probably not going to hear much any different from me. This is a match when they first released Braun Strowman, and when when almost was starting his ascent. Uh, early on, I said, you know, at some point I want to see Braun back because I want to see him him and Omos go face-to-face. So this is a bit of a fanboy dream match for me, but this was also a guy who was watching Omos get better every week, and then he kind of peaked and never never got any better. So now I'm not as looking forward to this match as I maybe was a year ago. Um, I, yeah, Braun Strowman, undoubtedly, and then I think after that, it's 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 on the clock time for almost. And I hate saying that because he seems like a, a real likable dude, and I don't want to see anybody lose their job. But either we've got to cook this guy a little bit longer behind the scenes, or just say, hey, look, maybe this ain't the the business for you. Okay, PC, do you have any uplifting thoughts to add, or are we all going to negative town? I would like to take you back to the 1940s, 50s, middle America, where the winds were whipping and the, uh, the, the foliage was scarce because I'm, I'm expecting a dusty finish here. Uh, yeah, I went a long way for that one, and I appreciate the sigh because it deserved it, and that's just kind of how I work. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a long road to take to deliver a dud, Bubba. <laughs> yeah but was it but was it cast a big net that's what i say um i think braun is more teflon than than omas uh and omas is almost there in the words of riddle bro so i would expect a longer kind of played out kind of finish it this this rivalry is going to finish in the royal rumble think about it That's the perfect way to get this going. Braun's always going to be fine. The dude looks dynamite. He he can work. Think about the elf fucking song he did back in the day and the brainstorming thing. This guy can do different things. Omas is just trying to get there. I, I definitely like um, a disqualification because of MVP or MVP helping him to win this one and, and keep this moving. Uh, you could also do a thing where Braun just wins and MVP challenges Omos to get better than almost. So I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg here, and and I'm okay with that. This is what people wanted. You're getting more of what you wanted under Triple H. All right, all hail, Pop- all, pay- all hail Papa H. Triple all right. H. The Roman early days. <laughs> So, up next, in the vein of all you people laughing at Triple H uh, when he said, no, we're not going to have a women's match over there uh, this time, but we sure would like to in the future. Uh, I remember you guys ripping him over the coals for that one. So, you people, 
have to uh, suck on this one that there's another women's match in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Because uh, you guys said there would be zero, and they were just they were they were just fan service and blah 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 blah. They're they're just stringing us along. Well, anyway, we've got a WWE Raw Women's Championship match, which is also a last woman standing match between the champion Bianca Belair and the upstart challenger. Well, not really an upstart, Bailey. <laughs> so, and Bailey, I assume. Because uh, damage control is her, the rest of her pals are in a match later in the card, so it's I'm sure she'll come out alone, and that'll be part of the story. And oh, Bailey's coming out alone here. Um, I mean, I called it. I think I predicted it last time around. They when they fought, I expect Bailey to win here, um, but maybe not. Uh, I don't know. This one's been tough for me to call because I've been. Like, okay, well, they're going to do damage control and they're going to win all the titles. Like, they already got the tag titles. Well, not anymore. Um, so, yeah, they could go a couple different directions with this. They could just wrap up Bailey and Bianca and damage control right now. And then after, I mean, we could be headed for some sort of shakeup or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I actually. To my firm, my prediction is that I think this is this is the Bailey win, um, but I would not be shocked if they kept it on Bianca. And I owe Rob, I'm sorry. I know she'll get in long reign eventually. I do believe in the girl, obviously. Um, but again, it's just timing is not great on this one. So, Rob, why don't you lead us off then? This is weird, man, because, all right. Um, before the title change Monday night, I figured that I had Bianca winning because yeah, before the title changed Monday, I had Bianca. Now title change happening Monday. Possibility Bailey wins here fifty, and also I don't. Know, this is kind of this feels kind of like one of those. Even if they do the, even if Bailey does win here, it feels kind of like. Too late. Mm. I mean, we know Bianca's going to win it back from her. Uh, I, it's weird. It just it just it feels kind of too late, you know, because you know they did the Super Cena finish in the ladder match, right? Yeah. Where she, I mean, where Bianca beat all three of Damage Control by herself, basically. <clears throat> and so now it's kind of like, okay, now what? Uh, just, I mean, it would make sense for Bailey to win, especially since we're we're, kind of, we're all still kind of thinking that this is going to go to war games, and that's three weeks from now. Um, it would it would make sense if Bailey won, but also if it's if this thing is going to end at war games anyway, then you don't have to. Um. Just yeah, I mean I don't know, like the the way that the ladder match went. Like if I mean if Bianca had barely escaped in the ladder match, then I'd feel you know then that'd be different. But uh, the way she won that match was just so definitive. Um, it just feel like it feels like it's kind of too little too late to do the title change here, 
Um, because we know we know when when the feud is over, Bianca's going to be champion. And so now, I got I got to make the. You know what? Uh, it's just gotten so weird. I think Bianca's going to win. Okay. It's in three weeks, right? If if it was another two months, then no. But four games is in three weeks, and you know, I think it's going to end it there. And I mean, yeah. So I'm going All to right. Win. All right, PC. Who do you got here in this women's match? I actually tweeted a few days ago about this because I don't know. Somebody brought something. Okay, here we go. Um, Greg brought something up about people up in arms over the ultra important. He put in quotation marks WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Like as people are upset that they changed hands, and I instantly. Tweeted. My first thought was Bailey is winning the title from Bianca Saturday, and they didn't want another faction holding all the titles like the Bloodline. Yep, that makes an absurd amount of sense. Actually, when you put it that way, wow! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. It was the first thing that I mean. I was. I think I. I. So I. Listen, I. I try to watch as much wrestling as I can, but I don't watch a lot of wrestling. And the wrestling I do watch, I record and fast forward through, i.e. Raw. And SmackDown's probably the one because it's Friday night and I'm chilling before I'm going out or whatever's going on. But, yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with everything. It's a lot <clears throat> of content. Yeah. It's a, they're in the content business. Um, DJ. Story. Yeah, this was a tough match to call um, for, for all the reasons that all of you have brought around. Either girl could win this. You know, Tony makes a great point. You know, you don't want, you know, one side holding all the belts. We've already got that story going on somewhere else. So I can see, I, I we live in a world where I, I could see Bailey walking out of Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. My question is this, and maybe, yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I, yeah. Um, but has there been a title change at one of these shows, like was Braun and Goldberg for the title, or not Braun, but uh, Bray and it was, yeah, well, yeah, okay, so and he won. title change uh, Bray there, and Goldberg, and then Bray and Seth. Okay, so there was, so there's been multiple, so there's a possibility because I was sitting there trying to think of like, have they ever had a title change? Fucking Goldberg, <laughs> I was you there when Goldberg he, I, oh, I was there when he beat, was it Strowman? Yeah, yeah, I was at the TV showing, and they in commercial. To test run on the Megatron or whatever the fuck Titan Tron you want to call it, they flashed Jericho's shit, and we all knew it was gonna happen before it fucking happened. Oh wow, oh that's crazy. Ah, wait, really? So, oh, that's a you know bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Bailey wins Saturday night. All right, fair enough. I like that. I like that. All right, so next up on the card, what? What'd you say? <laughs> Got him again. Oh, you killed him again? Oh, no. <laughs> I swear it's not intentional. The timing is just impeccable on those. Yeah, he's got beer all over him. Poor guy. <laughs> all right. So next up on the card, we have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. The Usos. Uh, 
Oh, those uh, are oh, that tag. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were going to the main event already. I was like, wait a minute. No. Nope. Be, nope. be very oozy, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Let, <laughs> let, why don't you sit back, have a set of water, sip of water, come back to the show when you're feeling a little more oozy, buddy. All right. So the Usos, who are always oozy, except, you know, Jay, hey. Uh, we're going up against the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland and good old Butch. Uh, I don't expect this one. This one, we're just here to pop the crowd, have a good time, and there's not a lot of mystery going into this one. Uh, I expect a good, solid match um, because, you know, Butch is an excellent professional wrestler. Uh, The Usos are excellent professional wrestlers. Ridge Holland is also there. So it's going to be a good match. Um, and I, there's no doubt in my mind the Usos are going to win. I would imagine they are probably second only to the Tribal Chief in terms of betting favorites. Would I be right there, PC? Oh, you put me on the spot, you son of a biscuit. I think you should keep oh, on with your thought, and I'll chime in before the top All of right, the I'm going to tag in Rob right now. Okay. Um, so what do you got on the uh, part of the bloodline versus, versus the Brawling Brutes? Okay, well, um, okay, Oh, it's, I mean, Usos are winning. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. This is, you know, bet, bet the house on this one. If, if you if you are enough of a if you are enough of a degenerate to bet on pro wrestling matches, bet the house on the Usos. Okay. So the Usos are my, uh, minus four thousand. Yeah, they're doing yeah. fine. So they're equal to the Tribal Chiefs odds, I believe, because I believe uh, what's uh, Roman was what minus five thousand. Yeah, I believe so. Yep, minus five thousand. Thank you, PC. All right, DJ, you got any thoughts here? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go against the grain here a little bit. This is my no contest match of the night. There's either a count out, a disqualification, oh, right. something like that. We don't get a clear cut winner here. That I mean, that's not really against the grain. Against the grain would be like, yeah, Brawling Boots are definitely going to win this because then we'd make fun of you. Jason's like, you pussy. Will I make a prediction? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I predicted, yeah. I predicted a count out. Brawling Boots win by count out. That's not bad. That's better. That's Lee's odds. Yeah, that's right. Um, good PC. Do you have any more thoughts on them aside from the betting odds? Thank you very I, much. Oh yeah, no worries. Uh, fuck. I they're not losing the belts anytime soon. I think that's more of a hurdle along the way to WrestleMania. Um, if that happens there, but I, it's it's the only thing in the back of my mind, and uh, I hate when people do this too. Is it's like. Or a team like Butch and Ridge are the ones that would take it from them. They need it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got to be done right. And I think it's too soon. I think, I think these tag team titles are a big hurdle for Roman to overcome on his way to the road to WrestleMania. So that's kind of how I see it. Banger of a match. Schmaz maybe. Um, but I see the Usos probably getting a pin. All right. Uh, we got everybody that time, right? We did. Excellent. Awesome. So now moving on on the card, we have the other part of damage control. Uh, the recently deposed tag team champions, uh, will be facing off against the new champions. So we have Alexa Bliss and Asuka, the new, uh, WWE women's tag team champion, taking on the former tag team champions, damage control. Of course, we are speaking about Dakota Kai and EO Sky. I don't know if there is a long-term plan for Alexa Bliss and Asuka, um, but 
okay. And I now because Rob, I mean a D uh, PC man, that thought's gonna fester, man. Because I had that, I had them in my head. I had them sweeping. I had if, damage control what sweeping. If, uh, what if it's what if it's just a setup? Um, you know, I think. You don't have to let Bailey hold the title for long. Like she's Teflon. No. Like you gotta think. Always think about who's Teflon, right? Who who can let a loss or or a bad uh, spot on them roll off, right? And there's they have a good handful of them, and that's the where WWE has an advantage over everything. So, what if this is all building towards a War Games, where all the titles are on the line? And then you can schmoz that and you can carry it through Royal Rumble and kick this into WrestleMania. Like this is this is the major women's storyline. And you're just gonna add pieces here and there to me. This is setting up what we're doing towards WrestleMania, whether or not it's these two or Charlotte comes back and, and kind of we figure things out. I don't know, Rhonda, I don't know. I, I, I would I would pick up a silver shovel along with the gold one. It's just not great. But I'll stop. <laughs> I get on so I don't want to. Golden Shovel is coming. Oh, my God. Um, I'm I'm glad Rond is there. You know, it's a Pat McAfee thing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And Rob has the data to prove it. Um, So uh, who else we got here? Uh, Rob, did you give your actual prediction on this yet? All right, go ahead, sir. Also, the reason, okay, one of the reasons I'm picking Bianca to win is because I think EO and Dakota are going to win them back here. I think that the they thing was smart. Um, because and I mentioned this in our chat, but we've had you know, we, you know, we've people we talk to on our Twitter timelines who were not like the people have said that this feud ain't really been and just kind of the traffic number um it's not really getting what you think it would and so So it really it's not getting like the clicks and the views and all that stuff not really wow um (laughs) yeah i mean it peaked during the first month and since then It's been kind of, yeah. And that doesn't mean that they're doing a bad job. I mean, I think they're all doing great. But for whatever reason, something's not registering. With, I guess, the the wider fan base. I cannot tell you what that is. is, I could not tell you what is not registering. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I know some people in my timeline are really not feeling the whole damage control thing. I'm fine with it. I think it's been great. I enjoy it, but I definitely there's some people that I follow that are jumping all over it. Yeah, and again, this, and these are not like the heavy breather people. Yeah. Where you just dismiss what what they have to say out of hand. Um. So I think because of that, I think the Monday title change. I think that was the. Uh, I think that was the put us. And so I think they're going to flip them right back. And then, and that's why I think Bianca very well can as well. Cause like PC was saying, doing another faction with, you know, with all the belts, probably not going to happen. So yeah, I think Yo and Dakota win these back. 
Bianca wins later, uh, that's that's where I'm going. All right. If if uh, spinning off what PC says, if as a ticket holder, if this will if this does morph into some sort of war games, I'm gonna be very very excited. Uh, DJ, what do you got here, man? Uh, I think the title switch back. I, I think EO and Dakota walk out women's tag team champions. Right. Sorry, PC. I got I got to go there. I, I think this well, is a hot man. potato switch. <laughs> hot potato. So the first uh, the first question mark two time WWE women's tag team champions. Um, no, because Alexa and Nikki had them twice. Yeah. Oh, they that's right. Them. Yeah, oh, they did. Uh, Bailey and Sasha had them twice also, and so did. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, they do kind of do that. That yeah. a I, this bit. could all spin off into some different universe once Naomi and Sasha come back as well. So, because that's yeah. happening, probably maybe. I, do you give bring one back before the Rumble and the other one at the Rumble, or what do you? I mean, Sasha win the Rumble this year. I don't know. I think that's a conversation we ought to table. Yeah, because I yeah. have that because that that's yeah that's a whole that's a whole discussion. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Drinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. All right. So that will bring us to the main event of the evening, where we have social media superstar uh, and two two time WrestleMania or excuse me WWE match winner uh, Logan Paul, who will now it has been reported is being accompanied. By his brother Jake Paul, who is fresh off his win, uh, his decision against Anderson Silva, um, so he will be accompanying brother Logan to the ring against the against the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion, who sits at the head of the table. He is. The tribal chief, who must, whom all must acknowledge, he is the goat, the greatest rest, professional wrestler of all time, Roman Reigns. Christ, he got a longer intro than Rob does on our show. Yeah, well, only the best, only the best for the goat. So he's more, um, he's more oozy. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I'm always feeling oozy. PC, you should know that about me by now, at the very least. So uh, I look. I think they've sold this the same way they sold the Cena match. They sold it on a catchphrase. Well, I don't have to submit you, Roman. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to knock you out. I just have to put you put you down to the mat for one, two, three. And what did that do during the match? Every single time Cena would get a roll up. Every single time Cena would you know get a quick counter into a pin and anything like that. I held my breath because it's John Cena. Of course it is. Like, come on. Um, and I think they're doing the exact same thing with the one lucky punch that they've been pushing with Logan. And I think Logan is going to hit that one lucky punch. And I think even though he is, and this is not, uh, this is not me being a honk. This is not me doing a bit. Roman Reigns is genuinely one of the best people at a late kickout. That I've ever seen, um, and Roman is going to put in put on an all time, like 
you're going to break the number on the calculator for how many decimal places you have to go down because that dude kicked out at 2.9 repeating. Um, so I, I think that's the spot they're building to. It's going to be awesome. The crowd's going to pop for it. Um, and I, I expect – the funny thing is, I mean – don't you kind of expect Roman? Because have they been over there with Roman as the tribal chief? And he's over as hell, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last year they did. Yeah, last, and he's over as oh, he's over as over gets over there. Um, meanwhile, you got this, you know, American. Eh, I don't know. I feel like the crowd's going to be very, very uh, pro Roman, and that will be an all-time moment when he does land that one lucky punch, and Roman does kick out and then choke the ever living life out of that young man uh and went on on and on to wrestlemania so pc what do you have here for this wonderful main event i think this sets up a possibility of jake and logan paul taking the tag team titles from the usos shut up rob shut the rob you get your fuck off I kind of love it. Sorry. I, I, sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, listen, this is something I do once in a while. We call you. You ever heard the by men in commercials? This is booking by Tony. Uh, <laughs> this is what I do sometimes. This is, you know, but, but if it happens, you heard it here first on the mindless wrestling podcast. Um, but that would I be funny, know. right? Uh, this, this has, to, I don't know. There's whatever you, you can screw the screws and, you know Logan's hand. It, it's just not happening. I think we went over this a couple times uh, in the past pay-per-views where if you're on social media, everybody's like, "Oh, it's gonna happen," and I'm like, hey, "Really, really? Here, now? They're close. Uh, they're they're they're. No, that's sorry. That Matt, that happens in America first of all. Um, like <laughs> or London." Well, yeah, okay. It well, he. I mean, Andy had that shot, and Andy. The AJ you know, Styles yeah. thing. No. So but yeah, no, um, this is the mania thing, or or the night after. Yeah, I agree. What what do you got on this one, DJ? Uh, first, I got to brush my teeth and get the taste of the Logan Paul brothers uh, <laughs> being tag team champions out of my yes, mouth. That's, that's like, why. That's why. That's I, why. I'd, ra- I'd rather that's... lick my own armpit. Um, hey, hey, hang on, hang on. Actually, how long's your you want, A lot of people have been talking about it. Hey, you want to turn the bloodline face? There's a way oh, to do it. Oh, I got news oh. for you. I Logan. mean, it, I mean, it's not going to happen. They're Logan just going to keep Saturday on rocking. Night, but Saturday night, Logan Paul's a heel, whether he likes it or not. I exactly, mean, and, and, and so would the Paul brothers be. So would the Paul much, brothers. Yeah, the Paul be. brothers will be will be heels, whether you like it or not. This is new in Eastern stateside, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so. No, I don't know. It's not happening. I'll be drunk by two. It'll be great. Well, yeah, you're also not doing you're not wrapping up this almost thousand day title reign at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. That's (laughs) that's kind of what I said about the, the Drew thing. So I would call for DP to ring the bell on that one as well. Well done. Yeah, fuck it. You're not, you're not, yes, that's a fucking one of the best things said today is you're not wrapping up Roman Reigns title reign for two plus years at 4 p.m. Eastern on a fucking Saturday. That is, that's fucking brilliant, Jason. 
That should be put on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> I appreciate that. Although I'm kind of lying to myself because I was like, okay, if that thing happens, I could see it being Drew McIntyre uh, in London, you know, with the whole thing. Oh, and by the way, I guys, I, I might be like a crazy person. I go back and watch his entrance maybe once a month. It's one of the coolest entrances, like, that I've seen in recent memory. The whole crowd singing Broken Dreams, oh, like, yeah. all that. And then he lost! Well, that was... And then he lost! Oh, Jason, it was Jason, beautiful. Jason, Jason. You knew that was going to happen. Jason. It was, Jason. It was cinema. What? No, 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 because... Rob's fucking get mathematic on your ass. No, 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 no. No, he's no. not. You have finally embraced the joy of seeing somebody get crushed in the basement. Oh, oh it's the best. It is the best. It's, it's, like when, it's like when I go back and I watch SummerSlam from last year, and I watch the little superhero that come out, and she gets put down like a dog. That's right, baby. Tony, I work, I work with sadists. Do you have a full-time opening over on Friday nights? I, Damn! We all love working okay, with so proper I'm builders. Jason, I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I watched that summer. He's literally the Seth Rollins of this thing. He, <laughs> he's going to destroy it. Are you saying that was the chair shot? Oh, I can't yeah, believe That might have been. I can't believe I said that. Yeah, I'm going to gag in my beer I'm right now. I swallow the chunks back down. Uh, so, yes, the, the way you watch that match with, with Drew is the way I watched that SummerSlam match last year. It was so beautiful. Yes. 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 The whole crowd was like crying and singing and like having a girl. Oh, it was amazing. And then we just ripped their hearts out right in front of them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And there are fewer things better than that. And, and literally, we're, we're sitting there as fans of these people, like the dude, like the Kalima dude from Temple of Doom. We're just holding their hearts and yelling. Um, but anyway, we are not here to talk about that. Uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, excuse me, not Drew McIntyre. Uh, DJ, give your thoughts on Roman Reigns versus Logan Absolute spectacle of a match. I, I look for this to be just a hell of a lot of fun. Obviously, Roman Reigns retains. Logan Paul puts on a hell of a showing. And, and I think somebody, I forget which which was it that they likened it to. It was one of the Rocky movies anyway. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be Logan Paul fighting for his life. They're, they're teasing the punch. They're teasing the punch. Roman's whipping his ass. And then finally, he chokes him out. So you don't think you don't think he lands the punch? Oh, he one hundred percent lands the punch. That's the story. Okay. But Roman again kicks out at you know whatever you call it. It's that's what no. happens because that's the and story. actually actually as soon as you said that I I, I just pictured because he's had some very very he and Seth both have had some very very creative. I grab the rope at the last second and yeah. like I do it in a really dickish way. You know, I lazily put my ankle on the rope or something. Or, you know, Kevin Owens with the finger. You know, that was amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I look now that now you that thought's going to fester, too. I'm like, yeah, maybe it isn't a, a kick out thing, but it could be a rope break. What do you got, PC? What do you what are you pantomiming? Are you drawing WCW, in, WCW, the WCW like in the air? That's what he's been doing. Yeah, exactly. He's, <laughs> he's, he's turning heel on us right in front of our eyes. New, Go ahead, new, new world order um, for life. Uh, Sami Zayn takes the screw punch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like jumps in front of it. Okay. I could totally and easily buy that. 
Um, but yeah. So that gentleman wraps up the card. Um, so I um, will excuse see. Me. Um, um, excuse me. You, you, you didn't ask. You're terrible. You forgot to carry. You forgot to carry the one, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> see, you see, you know what it is. Once we all get start talking and stuff, and like everybody gets going, I do, I totally lose track. I need to have like a little place. Pretty sure there. I laid down the edict at the beginning of this show. Jason is not to get high. Because this is what happens. It's too late, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I definitely broke the Jesus. fucking swear thing. Jason, the key, the key is not to talk about it. Just keep going. No one notices. Trust me. Oh, well, on this podcast, we're, it's a pretty open secret. So, I mean, well, have you seen the sweatshirt I'm wearing? Over, over Ray no, Cash a couple I mean, of times. I mean, no one knows. I mean, we're on a drug run, man. The order. Just kick it to someone. Who cares? Yeah, all right. So, Rob, what do you have to say here, sir? Okay, well, because I was talking about, I thought of another boxing move called the uh, Great White Hype. <laughs> oh, Woody Harrelson, right? No, it was um Damon Jerry Williams Cooney. And, oh, uh, Damon Wayans, uh, and uh, oh, the guy from uh the Entourage. Yeah, yeah, and um, so they spent like it was, they spent this whole movie trying to sell this fight, and over that, and the way they were selling it was that well, Damon Wayans' character, well, he's vulnerable to an overhand right. Well, he was vulnerable to a tub of ice cream in that movie. Yeah, and then, and, and then, but the whole thing, that, you know, they're saying he's vulnerable to an overhand right. And then, the, you know, when they get to the closing scene in the movie, they're having the fight, and the guy hits him with the overhand right, and then it's supposed to be this big dramatic moment, but then it just pisses Damon Wayans off and he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> right, and. I, I could see that happening here. That would be so funny if Logan hits Roman with the punch and, the, and then Roman is like, what the fuck is your problem? And beats the, the shit out of him. That that would be incredible booking. I would I would pop to the moon for that. That would you know, kill any momentum he has, though, coming back with WWE, though, right? You know what I mean? You can't just kill him. Yeah, no, I, no, no, but I'm just saying it, 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 would, be, it would be funny. That's <laughs> a bye, Tony. A bye, Rob. Yeah. Bye, Rob. Yeah. It's just, that's what's um, yeah, but um, no, I mean Roman wins. It'll be, they'll, you know, they'll put on a good show. You know, and they'll make it look good and everything. And, but you know, Roman's gonna be. All right. Probably, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. We're making it to a thousand days by bonnet. All right. So, uh, that's it for me, I guess. So I will cede control of the show back to the semi-capable hands of DJ. I don't know how capable those hands are tonight. This show has been all over the road, and some of that's probably on me. But this is welcome to the Bindless Wrestling Podcast, Tony. I meant to tell you at the beginning of the beginning of the show. This is kind of the the outlaw mud show of the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, 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 DJ, I live in a tornado tag world. It's all good. <laughs> we, we don't have fancy sound bars. We we, we don't have a whole bunch of uh, gimmicked up uh, gimmicked up sound effects. Uh, we 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 do have a certified genius. Yeah, we send, have your guy hate, with it. send your hate mail to add it's me, DPP. <laughs> <laughs> what we do offer is a certified genius, a guy with an incredible canine mascot, and a guy with an award-winning beard. That's what we offer here go. on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I, I, offer, I offer nothing more beyond that. It's a blast. <laughs> That's at, always a blast on at, here. At the, mind, at the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, we take that first word very seriously. 100%. <laughs> it, we're living the gimmick, pal. Absolutely. That's right. 
All right, so we're getting into one last little segment that I am going to officially call the Buried Alive segment. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rob with the golden shovel is going to take over here for a minute and talk a little bit of Ronda Rousey. We're not going to go too long here, but I know Rob's got some things he wants to say. Okay. Well, all right, this all started because uh, you were watching SmackDown and you were commenting on how the show kind of went downhill after the Bloodline promo segment. And I then I threw out there, well, it might be time to have a conversation about. Well, to, to put it in greater context, the next match that I watched, I believe, was Ronda Rousey and a returning a returning Emma. And I I don't think Emma's got any ring rust because she's been working the Indies since she was released what four or five years ago. Yeah, she's worked everywhere. So she's been working regularly. So we can't blame this on ring rust. She had a horrible match with Ronda Rousey. Like the match, let's let's be fair. The match was awful, and if this is how you wanted to reintroduce Emma to the WWE roster, this was not the match, and this whose was not fault, the way. Whose fault was it? It, it was Ronda's Emma's. fault. It was Ronda's fault because she's not a fucking professional wrestler. She's a natty prodigy who fucking rehearses every fucking match she goes in the ring with, and you can see it every fucking time. She's good for WWE. She's bad for professional wrestling matches inside the ring. Oh man, oh, I love you, man. See, I, I wasn't. Yes! My man came in hot. Yes. Rob, Rob loves this song, Tony. He loves this song. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna let you two have it out, and I'll be right back with you. So, Alrighty. I mean, the only thing I will have, uh, I will add, and then I'm gonna let you two gentlemen just fly, is. Doc, she sucks as a heel. It's not fun. It's yeah. not enjoyable for anyone. It's cringy as all hell. And Rob has run the numbers. We don't want to see her bully people. We want to see her rescue people and be the hero and beat the shit out of bad guys. That's all the people want out of the Ronda Rousey experience. I promise you. Rob, Jason. go ahead. No, no, I guess it's... I'm My sorry. wife is I, yelling from the other room that I'm wrong, and she, she knows that I'm right. Some people are better at certain things, Jason, and you hit it on the head. Rob, I'm going to put this up and, and shut up and let you go. I'm sorry. I just... I just you, 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 evoke, you evoke the emotions. That's I love you, brother. Thing. I love... No, no, no. You... Look, man, I, you, you, you tagged in unexpectedly, but then you cleaned house. So... Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but... um. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's, okay. like, it's like he wandered in from the audience, and all of a sudden he tagged and started super kicking everybody. Yeah. Or it's like when somebody puts a bad shot, you're like, what are you doing? Oh, three-pointer. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, no, um, because, no, look, we, we, we defended. We have defended many months. Okay. We defended her when she came back because a lot of you people are out there way over the top with that. Um, but we have taken a turn, <laughs> okay? Because it's nine months later. It's November. And it's bad. It's bad. Um, PC mentioned that, you know, that, you, that, you know, she had, you know, stuff was rehearsed, obvious. Um, She's even said herself that, speaking of rehearsal, she said herself that going into the WrestleMania match, when she walked out through the curtain, she didn't know, you know, um, 
you know, so she just kind of went out there not hammering. Rob, we're losing you there. We're, oh, we're losing your audio. Pal. Can you hear me? Yeah, so we'll go back to when she walked into the WrestleMania match. She okay, uh, by her by her own admission, she didn't she didn't have all the stuff down. WrestleMania match, just even when you know by the time the match happened, uh, she didn't have it, all the stuff down. Unfortunately, it did show. Oh yeah, yes it did. Yeah. I mean, look at the finish. And and she she's but no lest we forget. She did not have her shoulders on the ground when she was supposed to have her shoulders no, on the ground. This year, not, not He's right talking about with her and Charlotte. This year. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I he's apologize. About her and Charlotte. And Rhonda really does not have the experience to be calling into the ring. Like, so if you're if you're blocking out a Ronda Rousey match, it needs to be done in the back and she needs to remember it. Yeah, and so um she said herself that she didn't remember all the stuff going into that match this year. Jeez. Uh, now she also said that you now when they did the I quit match, she said they laid they laid it out the day of, and so and this and actually when Charlotte talked about that one, um, she said that you know the WrestleMania match she was trying to do everything, and I think she was <laughs> went a little too far. Yeah, that's um, fair. And then because then she said when they did the I quit match, she just went out and just just you know, basically just. Do what you normally do, and it was much better. Um, but yeah, so and she's Rhonda's admitted to not preparing well for stuff this time, um, and it shows. Uh, it, it it's gotten progressively worse. Um, and it, it's it's she she needs to be gone after WrestleMania. They're going to do her and Beck at WrestleMania. That needs to be it. Um, and the reason, because the problem, well, the big problem is that you got to, when she's there, you got to, you, of course, you center everything around her because she's Okay, fine. But then she's been there for almost a whole year. She's not somebody you can do that. Right? I mean, because the more she's out there, the more the more she gets exposed as not being very. And I mean, she's green as hell, so you don't expect her to be great. It's getting worse, and, and so you got to center again, booking wise, you center everything around her because who she is. And one of those decisions, well, there are two ladies who might be here right now if they didn't have to book. They weren't booking everything around Rhonda, you know. They wouldn't have made certain decisions that pissed there, people off. I think you could you could certainly make a case that there was a ripple effect there. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. and now, and so you really got to ask the question. I mean, okay, so yes, Rhonda sells some tickets. Yes, does she sell merchandise? Yes. Get you traffic views? Yes. Uh, that's all true. Um, but now I think we're at the point now where you got to ask, you got to be honest. Was it worth running off Sasha and Naomi, booking decisions, sending around Ronda Rousey? Oh, my only argument in this would be, <clears throat> you know, obviously I see the the in the moment money with Ronda Rousey. Let's let's be real honest about that. There's yep. money here, but we're also talking about a company who claims to be invested five, ten years into the future. And 
I don't see Ronda Rousey being part of that that configuration in five years, certainly not 10. You know, do I see her with the Hall of Fame nod at some point in the next 10 years? Absolutely. Because of her contributions, it's important enough. Ronda Rousey will get in the Hall of Fame. But as a, a an on-screen talent and, and performer, do I see her there in five years? No. She got you a women's WrestleMania main event. She's going in the Hall of Fame. And yeah. she was, uh, her her influence got us evolution, didn't it? Yes, yes it did. Yes, yep. It did. So yes, it did. Unless we're getting another evolution, which I wish they would do one, because I loved the first one. Um, hey, what, what with, the current, with the new regime? I don't know. I, I'd be shocked if that didn't come up in some discussion somewhere by now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I would I would not... Uh, I would not extinguish all hope of that. I would like to see Evolution as well, obviously. So. Anybody else got anything to add to that segment? Um, but, well, just... Um, oh, you're still going. Well, it, it's, like, I agree with you. Short-term, you there are obvious benefits short-term. Um, and look, the first, the first, the Ronda Rousey 1.0, we didn't feel this way about because it was a rousing success, not just money, but I mean, she had a lot of really good entertaining matches with a lot of different people the first. And what was different about that, Rob? Um, she was a baby face. Yes, 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 that is true. See, I've been, hey. we've been preaching that here. Even though, you know, people on the internet have been, you need to turn her heel, turn her heel. Um, nope. The, the, the numbers do not tell that story, my friends. My, no. Rob the Genius has crunched those numbers. People enjoy seeing her save kittens from trees and, you know, being a superhero. Yes. And going back to calling it in the ring, a lot of times the heels call the match. And right. she's, she's no one to be calling a match. Yeah. She does better when somebody else is quarterbacking. Absolutely, yes. And um, so it's just, you know what, um, this, yeah, this is this is not, it really has. And the first time was, like the first time was very good. This time has not been. And at this point, you know, because you have to book every rounder when she's there because of who she is, it's just not good. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, because Ray and I talked about this a bit, and, you know, he's waiting under, like, Brock Lesnar, like, what's the difference? Well, Brock or even Goldberg, they come in for a match. Yep. You know, Goldberg is limited as Goldberg is. Goldberg, he, he, he works one match, does two or three weeks of TV, set up the one match, does the one match, he goes home. Until you, until you call him again. He comes back and you do the same thing. He comes back for three weeks to set up the, the next one match, does the one match, he goes home. And then he brings his kids and we didn't have any fucking chicken tenders and catering. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Ronda's been there all year. And, you know, um, it's, I guess it's gotten progressively worse. And, and, you know, and some of that is... Look, the first time, yes, yeah, she had... You know, I mean, they they fed her proper opponents time the whole way, and this time there haven't been as many of those. But some of that, well, those proper opponents walked out. <laughs> I mean, right. um, uh, you know, but um, it just it hasn't been worth it, and it's it's 
honestly, it's kind of derailed things, I think, uh, because there are moves you could have made, even with Charlotte and Sasha and Naomi not being there, there, there are moves you made to spread some of the remaining top women around, even with Becky injured. You could be, you know, you could have been moving around Oscar and Alexa and Rhea to move some of them to SmackDown, cover face and hold the title or whatever. Um, but you can't do that with Ronda. And you have to, with you know your top women on your roster, you have to, and you have, you have to be careful. You know you can't you have to keep them away from Ronda basically until until it's time one of them to do a match with Ronda, right? And then because I mean like look I mean the Horsewomen have all wrestled each other a million times on television on pay per views and they've wrestled Alexa Bliss a million times they've wrestled Oscar a million times they'll be you know they're in the process of wrestling Bianca a million times they can all wrestle they all wrestle each other all the time. But with Ronda, you can't do that because you can't have, you can't have Ronda taking losses, even if she's trading wins or losses. You can't have her just that because value is in, in her value is being the unbeatable Ronda Rousey, right? Because uh, you can't put her in the rotation, trading wins and losses with the other top women. Got to ration out the other top women as far as dealing with her because they got to lose. Yeah, and because of that, it just it it gums up the work. You can't put you know you can't put people in spots you could have missed. And this time around, it's not worth it. At least on the television, for me, the television product is suffering this time around. Yeah, I, I even just you know taking all the the logical reasons behind it. For me personally, it's just not working. Like something about it's just not hitting with me. Um, and maybe some of it, it I, I hate to say this because I don't want to think that somebody just doesn't care about what they're doing, but it seemed like the first time around with Ronda Rousey, she gave a shit. And I feel like since she's come back the second time around, she doesn't give a shit like she did. I, maybe I'm just reading the room wrong, but I, I just don't feel like she cares about it like she did. I think, you know, life for her is different. She's a mom now. And I don't know. Tony, you got any further thoughts on this? You see it's this true? right here? You yeah. See, no, no. You see, whose shirt is this? Kurt Angle. It's Kurt Angle. Yeah. Who'd she get introduced with? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Against who? Triple, Triple H. H. And? I was Stephanie. there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. But yeah, she's buddies with the boss, so. Well, and <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, and now, you you know, there were people saying before that, oh, she she doesn't want to be here. She just came back for the money. I don't think it's that. I think what it is, the kind of not caring as much. I just kind of get a vibe that she's she's just kind of playing fantasy camp now. She's just hanging out, right? I mean, she wanted to come back and do it again, but it's more like she's just kind of hanging out, and you know, until it's time for her to go out there and do her match, right? You're a mom, dude. You don't need the money. Go home and be a mom. Being a mom's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I, th- I think she wanted to come back, but I think yeah. she's treating it. I think this time she's treating it. Maybe like she's, she's like, fuck, I'm a mom. This kid's got to go to college in fucking 10 years or 15 yeah. years. 
Well, she's treating it like a job. Or she pulled a Tom Brady. She pulled a Tom Brady. She stayed home for a few months with the kid and said, nah, this ain't for me, and went back to work. Uh, Dear Giselle, I heard you're on the market. Right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think so. I think she did want to come back. I think people were saying that she didn't even want to come back at all. I think she did want to come back. But I think time it's not. I think her motivation this time was different. I think her motivation this time was just to just to do it again, hang out and have a good time. Yeah. And not to come in there and be focused. Main event WrestleMania. And it, yeah, and then not to prove it. first time she was in there like she had something to prove. It feels now like she's just there to hang out. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we wrap things up here, go around the room. Jason, you got any last thoughts before we uh, call to go home here? Absolutely not. I am good to go, my friends. All right. Mr. Rob, any last parting shots? Uh, no, no, I think I've taken enough shots. To people. <laughs> All right. Put the shovel away for another week. Put the shovel in the closet. Yeah. And yeah, look, I've probably taken as many as 13 shots. <laughs> Ooh, here it is. Here it and, is. And special guest here tonight, PC Tunney, sir. You've had a few beers. <laughs> We've had some fun. You got any parting shots before we before we call to go home? A few. Um, yeah, Rob, how do you bury the golden shovel for safekeeping? Um Good, good question. Yeah, I, I, I all right. No, we don't need an answer. I don't <laughs> I, no, it's it's like uh, the Hulk in the Avengers movie. It's like it's a good time for you to get angry. He's like, well, hey, I'm always angry. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, Rob I'm, doesn't, I'm Rob doesn't have to put the shovel anywhere because it's in his hand. It's, he's kind of like Thor with the shovel. He just kind of throws yeah. the arm out there and there comes the shovel. <laughs> You're really bringing that to bed, huh? Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. I think we're going to call the go home there. We went Broadway tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, hope you stuck it with us through the end. Uh, going to go back around the room and thank my co-host here tonight, starting with from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, sir. Fun show tonight. Had a good time. Thank you for having me once again. And Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, who looks to be like he is ready to tap out tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I'm just uh, – I'm – Intrigued by the Thursday night football game. Um, right. The one and five Houston Texans are hanging with the undefeated um, Philadelphia Eagles so far going yes, into the go half. Texans, so. Go Texans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. You're a Commanders fan, I thought. Which is why I want the Texans to win. Beat those damn Eagles. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair the enough. Eagles are the bad guys up there, Bubba. That's right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. And last but certainly not least, PC Tunney, sir, thank you for coming on tonight. I've been trying to get you on here for months, and it's been awesome. It's been a good time. No, thank you, guys. This is a great time. Uh, had fun with all of you. Uh, Jason, we got to work together again. Had a blast with you. Rob, DJ, uh, thanks. Follow me at PC Tunney, Chairshot Radio Network. That's all I got. All go. right, and I am your host as always, DJ. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here till next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.